Utah podcast. We are uh, coming at you sort of live. We're live in right now as we're recording this. I'm alive. It's episode 137. Can we it say is. recorded in front of a live studio audience like uh, they do on all the TV shows? Yeah, if you count my cat and my dog as a live studio audience. When our guests get here, they're alive usually. But they're not an audience. They're participants. Oh, true. Well, it could be like The Price is Right where they're the audience and participants. Price is raw. We call uh, them down. Come on down. Come on oh. down. Oh, I thought you said with Colin down. I'm like, what? <laughs> now I get it. Now I get it. Yeah. I think, I, I think it took a while. You're like my phone. You're like, what did you just say? This <laughs> <laughs> autocorrect is terrible. You can't really, can't really help you with that. Uh, so, yeah, it is uh, episode 137. I was just trying to figure out the math for three years. Jess knew the exact date because she's cool like that. Um, we got, I, I, I want to. Start off by talking about the plaque that you brought in. So City Weekly. Did you take a picture of it and post it? Nope. On the on the stuff. Nope. You should. City Weekly uh, made us a plaque. With, I'm sure they do it for everyone. I thought you had to buy them. I did too, and it was so awesome. I sent them an email because there is a form to fill out, and I think I asked Enrique, and he was like, "Oh no, you just you just get one," and but, I was like. Oh, it's really cool. So, so I just so I still had to fill out the form, but then like there was a spot that you just like let them know who you are. So here we are. We have a uh, we have a plaque in the office here in the studio. This is not the office anymore. This is the studio. The office is next door. I was gonna bring the banner with it, but I completely forgot. Yeah, I'm probably Sorry. gonna have to go to your house to get the banner. <laughs> we'll have to record there. No, again. Uh, if somebody can just remind me. But yeah, what you we'll can do come record is we'll again. record there and we'll hang it up behind us when we're recording in her dining area, and then that'll be cool. We'll forget it, and she'll just have it up. And I'll for see a while. it up, and then I'll remember to bring it. Or we could go hang it up in Ron's room. <laughs> You'll never get it yeah. back. <laughs> if you could somehow we'll never, hover, yeah, we have to like float over the mountain of clothing. We could do one of those floor. Mission Impossible rope thingies so that nobody actually has to touch the and floor. I, I didn't actually believe Jess when she's like, "Yeah, it's." gross down there. I never go down there. It's not gross. It's just a disaster. Like, I, I've had gross roommates. Okay, but honestly, the like bottom of the stairs to every square inch of the floor of the basement having clothing on it is gross to me because you don't know what's under there. I watched Hoarders last <laughs> night. I was watching Hoarders before I went to bed last night, and I'm telling you, you start lifting that stuff up, and pretty soon you'll find raw sewage because that's what was going on in two of the Hoarder episodes I watched. I don't, I'm, he's not that extreme. I did have a roommate that was that extreme. I was once. surprised how clean cut he was and how nice and clean he was based on what I saw in his living area first. He just doesn't think past what's in front of him. That's really what it is. That's why like, he loves the chore chart. Yeah, because it helps How do him. you know what's clean? Like your clothes? Or is it never clean? Oh, you don't know. You don't know. You just pick something up and you smell He's it. also, um, like for a little disclosure, he's also manic depressive. Oh, so that like, makes even more sense now. Yeah. So Maybe you should get him out of the basement. He, no, he wanted to be down there's there. there's no sunlight. Of course he, he did. He's there. a manic depressive. <laughs> yeah. No, because he can game like all night and be as loud as he wants. Yeah, because you guys are all like two Doesn't. floors above him. Yeah. True. So he loves it. He loves it down yeah. there. There's no way you guys are hearing him when he watches porno on a big screen TV. Uh, Only if I'm in... He does not have a big screen TV, but only if I'm in the living room. She's like, but he does play it on like high volume no. surround sound. It's immersive what he does. I'm He's got one of those Oculus Rift, like the VR oh, goggles. yeah. The VR porno stuff now. Taking it home. What? what? Taking it home. 
<laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? But I am putting VR porno in the show notes. <laughs> All right. Uh, Anyways, no, that's it's that's I'm sure has plenty to do with it is that diagnosis and just not kind of like could, thinking past certain things. We could things. record at your house and interview him. We could. You uh, can come over anytime. I'll make dinner and you can come over again. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, oh, ep- episode one. Sorry, that was <laughs> well, no, May twenty eighth. Okay. May twenty eighth. We'll get. The, I'll get the banner here before then. So a little bit of follow up, Jess. I think this is from you. That Jess, oh yeah, Jay Sung Jay said Sun. something. <laughs> yeah. So I talked to him, and he said it's open, but they're not doing. And if once I did a little bit of research, they're not doing the opening for the Kennecott Visitor Center that we talked about last week. That was completely immersed in mountain yeah. a couple years ago. Um, their set date is the beginning of April, but I was reading on visitutah.org, which is a travel with like the tourism page. Yeah, and it was updated today. And it said that they're not quite sure that it's going to be opening because the mountain <laughs> is still unstable. So, cause you know, so I put, so on this week's, um, episode up this last week's episode update i put a link to visit utah because they are keeping the update it is so. a it is it's a mild a, so it's open it is open it's just you not open to, to the it's, public yet it's a giant pit that they have dug into the mountain it's the mountain inside out so you're yeah. driving up the inside out and, it, and if you don't i mean it looks cool like if you don't know what it is and you drive and you see it in the valley on the west side of the valley Look west is it's, the whole it's, west well side. and it's and it's green like it's the mountainside is green and it's not green from 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 uh, plants. It's green from the oxidation of the copper, copper that they haven't the pulled dirt. out from the dirt. So I mean it's really cool, but then you fly above it and you're like, holy fuck, what did they do to this mountain? Yeah. And pretty much every well, flight flies over. And actually, when you fly over, there's more than one pit. There's the big main pit, but there's like four or five other yeah. smaller. Yeah, but you don't really notice the small pits because the main pit's so massive. You can, can see, see it from, from space. space. Yeah, yeah. So Jason was saying, if it snows and you are out in the valley and you drive by and you see like fresh dirt mounds, which you can see, he's like, "That's where I'm working." <laughs> 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 I, I totally forgot to look after the last snowstorm. So before they built all the houses around me, so like last summer. We could actually sit out there with binoculars, and you could see them dumping on the edge. That was. They looked nuts. really tiny. They, oh yeah. And your you were you were showing like tiny finger trucks, <laughs> but we talked. Those are thirty foot tall tri- yeah. tires, twenty to thirty foot yeah. tall tires. So, uh, I did want to bring up. So Bree told me I had to put this in the show notes. So, from this thing at the house that happened the other day. So, I fall asleep. Like when we watch a show, so Sherlock has been the one because we watch it late. It's like an hour and a half long and it's good, but it's an hour and a half long. And at 10 o'clock at night, I start to fade fast and I can fall asleep on a dime. Every time Bree's like, hey, don't fall asleep. How the hell do you know? (laughs) Well, I know how she knows, because the second I fall asleep, I have a tell. You're snarf. Like instantly it doesn't take but like i can think i'm awake and snore and she's like hey are you asleep i'm like no i didn't i didn't even close my eyes she's like you just snored i'm like what (laughs) so the other day we're watching an episode of of sherlock and i'm wide awake it's only like six or six thirty in the afternoon like it's not super late um but but we're sitting there watching an episode and and i you know we'll say something to brie and she responds and get to the end of the episode i'm like wow that was an awesome episode that was really good i'm i'm really st-. she's like what 
I missed the whole episode. I've been asleep the whole time. <laughs> Whoa. That's like taking my mom to the movies. And she's like, she's like, you just, you just don't pay as good of attention as I do. I'm like, fuck no. You had conversations with me while sleeping. Like you don't remember any of that. Like I'd say something which would probably wake her up out of the mild slumber. I think it's from having kids. No, it's not. You it's not to. that I didn't rem- I remembered that I was responding, but I don't remember what was happening. Like, I don't remember what I said and I don't remember the show, but I remember like making conscious efforts to, to answer you. And I just don't remember. And it's bullshit because I get in trouble for falling asleep. <laughs> like, I'm like, like out of nowhere. And she gets mad at me because I'm falling asleep. She's like, no, we're done. We're not watching this. That's when I get the message. It's 830 and Chris is asleep. Yeah. <laughs> and you respond with, yeah, Heather is too. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so anyway, so I have a tell. Clearly, uh, Bree does not. She fakes it. She wakes up and doesn't she even act it. like. Well, because she could be like, oh, I fell asleep. Not once did she say, oh, I'm falling asleep. <laughs> stop the episode. No. But if I fall asleep, we have to stop the episode. Because then you have to watch it again. Yeah. Now she's got to play catch up. Because I'm not rewatch. I might rewatch that episode. That show's so good. Have you guys watched it? I haven't seen it yet. The Sherlock on, on Netflix. Is it just Netflix or it is it on a Benedict Cumberbatch? Yeah, I think it is just okay. Netflix. Benedict Cumberbatch and who's the other guy uh, that plays Martin Freeman? Oh yeah, Martin Freeman. Man, that's so good. Is that Morgan Freeman's Martin. cousin or something? What? Morgan Freeman? No. God. He's a white dude. Martin Freeman he's is a in a bunch of shit. <laughs> what was the what was some of the early stuff he was in? He's he's Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, but other than Bilbo Baggins, there was oh, he's, been, he's, he's been he's been in, in stuff so forever, many. right? Yeah, he's been in a lot. And I don't remember him being Bilbo Baggins, but now that you say that, he totally was, which tells me he's a good oh, actor. Adventure. It tells me he's a good actor. If I or that you don't him. recognize hobbits, because that's the second <laughs> hobbit you haven't recognized. It's true. The much older hobbit, apparently. Um, anyway, so I just thought it was funny, and Bree told me I had to talk about it on the show, so I talked about it on the show now. Check. He was in Black Panther. As what, a hobbit? No, he was one of the government guys, I think. Oh, yeah. No, he was the lead. He was the lead U.S. government guy that was, like, injured that they brought back to I said Wakanda. he was one of the government guys. Yeah. Well, Rock was... number three. Tree number seven. No. No. <laughs> We're not talking about your expansion. He was role. in the World's End. He was in a lot of stuff. Was he? Was he? In a t- oh, yeah. was he in I love that movie. Yeah, he was in World's End. What was he? I went he? to that bar in Scotland. What was he in World's End? A man. All right. I know his name's Oliver Chamberlain in the movie. All right, then. I like all of those movies that those guys made. That one's a really good one. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's. Did you see the new one, the wrestling one? No. The the, the family that fights together or something like that. That looks awesome. I'll have, I'll have Nick, what's his name? Nick Frost. No, really? Did you just ask me what some famous? Yes, because you because you like those. I know movies. Simon so Pegg. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, right? Sure, I know Simon Pegg. I know that half of the combo, and then the fat guy he runs around with—that's yeah, that's, that's the him. other guy. I don't know what his name is. I just know he's. But you made it this way. Simon Pegg and the other dude—they make <laughs> Hot Fuzz is a great movie. Uh, World's End—I actually really liked that. I thought it was a little bit different uh, than the other two, and I really like. Um, Aha! Nick Frost. That was teamwork right there. High right, five. High five. Uh, <laughs> what what's the other one called? The 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 one where they're in the town. Shit! What the, Hot Fuzz. Hot oh, Fuzz. Hot Fuzz is funny. Yeah. That one was funny. Hot Fuzz is great, and Shaun of the Dead, of course. Of course, I liked Hot Fuzz. Anyway, all right. So, uh, <laughs> on I don't that know, note, 
I don't know what we're going to do uh, tonight if we're going to take a break. I really want to watch Dumbass uh, make a fool of himself on TV at 7. I don't. Maybe I'll just uh, have to record it. Don't you have a DVR? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Maybe I'll have to record it. I I can't stand listening to him. It makes me angry. So uh, maybe we can talk about a few things before we get into events. Did you guys have anything that went on this weekend? My weekend was relatively uneventful, I guess, wasn't it? No. What did we do? Sent your kids back to school. Yeah. But maybe that's why. Friday you made homemade hamburgers and fed like an army of people. That's true. I did feed a bunch of people. Did you have a bunch of the college kids hanging out with you? No, we just had Cassie's guest and then my ex-husband came over to say goodbye. And so since he was here, we fed him too. So we had like eight people here eating. And then, which is huge for us. Like that's, unless we're having a party, like that's a weird spur of the moment thing. And then Saturday we had the, uh, your company party. Oh, yeah. How'd that go? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Pretty, it was fine. Okay. So I do have to, I have a story about the company party. So last year for the company party, um, they had a whole bunch of gifts and they drew names and you went up and you got a gift, whatever name they drew. And they yeah. They gave away some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, I got my, my electric yeah, blanket. It's a bunch of, a bunch of back and forth stuff. And it took a long time. So this year, uh, Mike, the, the owner gets up there and he's like, well, in the interest of time, Kelsey came up with a really good idea, and uh, he starts passing out envelopes to all the employees. The envelopes, he says, don't open them. They'll have some amount of money in them. There are America First Credit Union envelopes with some kind of cash amount in them. Uh, and up at the table, there was like 11 gifts, and he's like, some of these are... No, are, I think are, there were seven. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> some of these are good gifts. Some of these are not good gifts. He called them zonks. Yeah, zonks, because basically he started playing Let's Make a Deal. So then he was drawing names out of the hat and asking people if they wanted to give back the envelope for a shot at the prize. Now, some of them were great gag gifts. So there was a... Um, uh, uh, smart a shotgun uh, alarm was, clock. So it was an alarm clock that you had to shoot with a laser gun, like laser tag, to turn mm-hmm. it off. That's which right. I actually think is a, yeah. is a great gift. Like I would totally be <laughs> all in on that. Um, but there was like a like a fake uh, smartphone that was a flask, but it was like <laughs> an oversized smartphone. Like it was way too big for a smartphone, but it was a smartphone looking flask. flask. I don't um, think it was really way too big. There was one that was like a can of corn and. A uh, can of chicken and something else, like just total, Weird. total gag gifts, right? Total zongs. Uh, and then there was a couple really nice things. So there was a Chromebook. Yeah. So anyway, so one of the nice things was a Michael Kors purse. Jeremy, do you know who Michael? Yeah, Jeremy's looking. I was like, do, oh, okay. Jess, but you he, know, you know who Michael Kors is. I'm assuming. I don't want to assume just because you're a woman. You know who Michael Kors is, but I can assume because Jeremy's a man. He has no idea no, because I, Jeremy's the type <laughs> of man I know well that has no. He's fucking a Savers clue. man, and they don't sell Michael Kors at Savers. <laughs> you never know. You might I be bet, able to find something there. I bet now he might. It'd be it'd be pretty nasty if somebody was going to give it there. That's not true. That's not true. Kelly donated this stuff. Week, actually, she wouldn't donate a Michael Kors purse. Uh, she would offer it to you first. Go, go to the Draper one. That's so anyway, the secret. Michael Kors bags. Uh, Michael Kors is a is a, a brand name designer, and his bags go for two to six thousand dollars. Also, used to know. be a judge on Project Runway. Mm. Oh, there you go. So like Gucci, but 
Even more so, maybe? Less so. Uh, Very less oh, so. less so than Gabe. Well, okay. less so, but Michael Kors does a lot more handbags. Yeah. Gucci does a lot more clothing and shoes. Gotcha. But they still do handbags, Gucci does. But. And more affordable. So anyway. But anyway, regardless. So Michael Kors stuff is, is really probably in the range of two to $400 a bag. You're going to get it at like a Nordstrom type type place most or, of the time. Or even more if it's bigger. Or 30 bucks in Mexico. But that's besides the point. China down in New York. So, uh, the guy who gets this gift is Sanjeet. Now, Sanjeet is not actually an employee of our company. He's an employee of uh, one of the dev firms that we farm some work out to. But he That's works a development firm. A party crasher? He works at, well, he, wor- he was invited and he works in our office, right? We treat him just like he's one of us. He's well, just, just like last year, you were a consultant yeah, and you got so treated like He just him. gets paid through this other company. It doesn't matter. But anyway, he's like fresh off the boat from India. Like the dude hasn't even been in the States for, I think, like nine months maybe 10 months now he speaks english but it's not great and when you talk to him until you've like he's gotten to know you his answer is always yes with the smile and his head nodding it doesn't matter what you ask him (laughs) you could ask him if he broke his foot yesterday and he'll go yes and shake his head like nod his head yes and smile on his face it's it's fantastic so he gets the purse he thinks it's a joke so at the end, the boss guy is like, okay, everybody with a gag gift, please come up to the front. So he starts walking up So he up starts to walking the up there, and Mike's like, hey, n- n- no, that you don't understand, Sanjeet. That gift is, is worth a lot. And he's like... I'm he's, like, Chris, take your 40 bucks and go <laughs> buy that purse from him. So then he tells Surrender, he's like, Surrender, you need to explain it to him what that is, because I know you know what a Michael Kors bag is. Uh, and so he had to explain it to him. He's like, I think it might have actually been the most expensive thing up here. That's funny. And, and Kelsey confirmed that was, in fact, the most expensive of the gifts in a room full of sea of women that work blonde for this company. women. A lot of a He lot has a of lot of blonde women in his office. A lot of hair dye is, is what's going on. It doesn't on. matter. They're all blonde. Um, but a sea, and he doesn't hire them, but a sea of women... And this Indian guy, single, who yeah, single Indian dude who looks eighteen, but he's like in his mid thirties, which is another story altogether. The no, dude looks he looks twenty five. Yeah, he's in his mid. He's my age. He's like in his mid thirties. He wins the purse. He wins the purse. <laughs> I wanted awesome. that purse. It was a cute. Friend. It was a cute purse. He tried to get him to model. It was about it. as big as the speaker, Jess. About the one big. behind you. So anyway, so that was uh, that was the story from the company party, uh, and then uh, we played some games on Sunday with Josh and Carissa. They came over kind of short notice, and I made them dinner, and we played some board games. Um, that's about it. Roy, you guys, did you do anything fun? I ate at a really amazing restaurant with Stuart. Which was? Uh, it's called the Bhutan House, and it's in Sandy on like Thirteenth East. Do they make Bhutan rice candy there? Bhutan. B-H-U-T-A-N. That's really like close the to country. the country. That's really close to the rice or candy. Or is it U-N? Anyways, so it's Nepalese, Indian, and Bhutan hmm. cuisine. Where's and it that? was unreal. Uh, it's on a, like 85th South and 13th East. And I think it's my second favorite. Nah, 85th South and 13th. Like, that's right by my fucking work. 13th East. Of. Uh-huh. Yeah, right just a, just up. Uh, is it it's a like strip in the, mall or is it its own? Yeah, well, it's part. It's I think it used to be a bank, like the building that it's in, but, but it's in the same strip mall as like Tuesday morning. And there's some other. There, I think there's a Vietnamese restaurant right there, and it was like the service was amazing. It's run by a refugee family that it took them 20 years to get to Utah from from there, and. 
Uh, their story was, I think it was last December, was in the Salt Lake Tribune, which is how I found out about it. It had just opened, and unfortunately, it took a whole year to get there. But now I think it's my second favorite uh, restaurant like that cuisine what, in all of Utah. What's your first favorite? And it's Indian cuisine that we're talking yes, about. Yes, it's, it's the India Palace for sure. Or are you specifically meaning Nepalese style? No, because on like specifically on their sign, it says Nepalese, Indian, and Bhutanese. Have you gone so, to Gura's out in here? Yes, I have. And you still think those two are better? Oh, yeah, for sure. I'll have to try. Yeah. So you'll, you'll love it. It's, oh my gosh, the shrimp was, so they have a buffet and they, the lady was telling, the lady, she was like a girl, <laughs> was telling me that on Thursdays they just started a complete like vegan, gluten-free, vegetarian night and they're getting so much feedback that they're going to start doing it like on another night. Um, and then... They, so they have the buffet. I didn't know. How, I don't know how much it was because Stuart paid, but the menu was massive. It was hmm. so awesome. But my shrimp was amazing. I gotta tell you, the buffet is not gonna not gonna entice me from I'm any not, place ever. I'm not a. I didn't. I'm not a buffet eater. I, I like don't. to choose off of the menu. But she like went over. She <laughs> she was like, "Do you want one to eight in spice?" And I was like, "Oh, like a That's six. Hard. She goes, "I can't. Ha- you can't do that. I can't let you do that." Is what she said. <laughs> Because it's true, because mm-hmm. a six is probably way too hot Yeah, for she's like, I can't let you do that. She's like, how about we start out with a four? <laughs> and I was like, okay. She's like, if it's too little. I'm like, I really like spice, just so you know. Uh, and she's like, if it's too little, then I'll bring out a little cup. And it was like, it was perfect, because it wasn't spicy, like, right when you ate it. But, like, as you went along, it was so there's so a there's an Indian place on 90th and, like, 13th West, roughly. It's in a strip mall. It's a new place. It's a... Uh, called something biryani and uh apparently they do their rice in clay pots they steam it in clay pots overnight i don't ever eat the rice so and so biryani is one of the best indian dishes i love biryani it is so. good i just eat the rice so uh yeah somebody else has extra to take home it's well awesome. that's cool i'm gonna have to go try that place because it's not too far oh, from work yes try it i don't really go out to lunch anymore because that's costly and fattening but, yeah, uh, but you could go for, like, dinner. You guys could go for dinner sometime. Yeah. Well, and I make exceptions every once in a while. On sometimes, like, Bree has to work by me sometimes. Maybe we'll go out there or something. I don't know. It's awesome. Jeremy, what about you? Did you do anything? Of- I went to Smith & Edwards, the new the one. The country boy store. <laughs> the one over on, like, 78th? And Redwood. The, yeah. What was that, R.C. Willie before? Like yeah, so. yeah, it was. It I was think so. Willie. So, so... For, for those listeners who have never been there, this is my first venture to this one. I've only ever been to the original one. Have you guys ever been to the original one? Up in Roy? North Ogden? Yeah. Like I think it's Ogden. in Roy. Whatever. It's way. It's, yeah, it's, I think it's, it's Ogden. far away yeah. in criminal, criminal. Way area. out there. Okay. <laughs> so at the original one, they were a true Army-Navy surplus store. I mean, you it's could. creepy in there. You could buy Jeeps. You could buy amphibious tanks. You could buy old missiles. Can you still, though? I don't know. Have you been to the Army Navy surplus store on Redwood and Forty Seven? Yes, it's a great store. So, so, so that, so that is my experience with the original. Isn't that where Ebo's collar came from or tag came from? No. 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 Okay. No. Anyway, um, the tag that, by the way, is for anyone that doesn't know, way too big for the damn dog and drags as he walks. Force, you can hear where he's coming. So, so I've so I've up it's to this point, you know? I've only been to the original one, and it is like. A free for all. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. 
crazy it's cool but it's it, it's different it's creepy so so i went to this one half hoping it would be somewhat like the original nope not at all it's like other than they've got some weird stuff it's like harbor freight no no like they had like, like mps <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, have you ever been to NPS? I've been to NPS. Because it sounds like an NPS type of deal. No, it's like, so it's it's like IFA meets, um, but I don't even know what else. It sounds like IFA. It's, it's, I guess it's more like IFA, but they have like this whole section of Western wear and boots and cowboy stuff. <gasps> it's like IFA meets Reams. Yeah, but if Reams was nice, because Reams is shitty. Dude, Reams is fucking awesome. Don't you dare talk shit on Reams. Where else can you buy Wranglers and groceries? A lasso, cowboy boots, and fucking potato chips right. all in one location. But but since it's new, it's all it's clean. And and so I'm looking. I'm hunting around for the surplus because they still stay on their sign, Army, Navy, surplus. There's still a surplus sign. I found one tiny little section with like three old gas tanks and then some ca- ammo boxes. That was the only so, Here's here's my question. Why are we telling people that Utah still has these kind of stores? Because this is kind of crazy. Because they're preppers? Because Reams and Smith and & Edwards are not stores that I would ever brag to anyone about. <laughs> yeah. But this one, it's it's all clean. It's all new. It's part of the new Utah. It's the it's new, new Utah. Smith & Edwards. It's the Smith & Edwards. <laughs> I ever imagined. The Smith & Edwards you thought you knew. <laughs> <laughs> That's cold. So why don't we uh, why don't we do some events, Jess? Let's do it. Last week we talked about Let's Josh. Do it, do it. Let's do it. We talked about Josh do Herbalist. Do it. Do it. Green Thread Herbs. Yeah, he has a class on. Are you impressed that I remembered all that? Yeah, actually, I really am. On the twelfth, which is Saturday, uh, at time and place, he's doing an intro to herbalism because you know everybody wants to get healthy in the new year. What and time? Uh, 7 p.m. It's $25. Is there a sign-up thing or just show up? I can't hear you, Jeremy. Okay. Yeah, why are you off? There? Did you turn your mic turn off? Turn your own mic off there, buddy. Are you broken? Nope. I did not turn my mic off. Oh, we can't hear what? you. Are you sure? Try and plug the back into it. Oh, I turned you down. Ha ha, I'm dumb. There we go. Am, am I back? I forgot I put you on this <laughs> and not, not them, so am, I turned. Am I, am I back? So You're back. I re-ask my question. Is it a sign-up thing or just show up? Uh, no, you have to go. <laughs> I believe it's through Eventbrite. Um, if you search Green Thread Herbs or Time and Place, I'm sure that it will show up. I'll put a link to it uh, tomorrow, today, whenever I post. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we all know that we're going into our legislative session, so there are some awesome previews that are happening over the next week. Um, you can go up on the 19th and meet. By previews, just means you get to go find out about the legislation that's going to get put up for uh, you can meet your people. discussion and meet your You reps. can meet, yeah. So um, I would say the easiest way to do that is type in what you're interested in into Facebook and it will give you events because there are a lot. Yeah. Be careful if you type what you're interested in into Google because. No, um, I said Facebook. <laughs> I'm just saying. In the search. I mean, like, you know. There's a lot less porn on Facebook. You could go to Tumblr and try it with their new porn. <laughs> no, you can't. Tumblr got rid of but, it all. But you can't search that at the Capitol building. So you need to do it before. you. Yeah. Go. Make sure you go before you get on their Wi-Fi. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yes. But I mean, like, you know, United Way and, you know, the American Society of Public Administration, things like that. Democrats. Fuck! Exactly. That's <laughs> what we're going to probably be saying. Um, coming up on the 19th, there are 
uh, oh, actually, this weekend, the farmer's market is back. We talked about it with our guests. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> no, don't Sorry. shut the fuck up. So, I got to say, we, we tried to go to the farmer's market last week. We didn't know it was closed. It was closed. Uh, uh, it was our like, only day off. We taught now the week before, too. They were closed mm-hmm. between Christmas and New Year's. Oh, their, their calendar. Well, maybe their calendar was the... No, I think that Steve just said that they usually just don't go that because it's usually not that busy. Yeah, they only took this last All weekend right. off. Anyways, so... Anyway, but we didn't know, and we shut up, and like, I don't think it's... It's okay, we really just needed Oleo, so we just went to Oleo and, and talked to Derek for a little while. So you just went straight to the shop? Yeah. 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 So they're back at Rio Grande. And on the night, I, I'm not sure if it's... Also, I got Can I say something about the winter market while we're talking but about like it? Like you're not going to. That's true. I don't know why I ask. It's like the polite thing to do, to ask as you interrupt. Because uh, with all due respect, Jess, um, now I can say whatever I want, right? That, that's how that works, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, no. So um, for all the joking uh, about getting heroin at the winter's market, you know, it's really not prevalent unfortunately so if you if you're looking for heroin that's probably no longer a place you can get it i'm sure you could if you really tried is um, anyone else's headset cutting out or is it just nope, mine just yours. mine was earlier Fuck. sorry right. I'm sorry. i actually had a buzzing in mine earlier just so you know uh so getting into next week um and it might be happening this weekend too if you don't want to come to salt lake if you're listening up north um ogden holds a winter market at the union station um, on Saturdays as well. There's more farms up there anyway. There's more? Is that what you said? Yeah, there's more yeah. farms up north. Um, also, They're definitely farming right now. Also, yeah. <laughs> also on the 19th is the Women's March in Salt Lake, and that goes from um, 451 State, and they will march up to the Capitol. And uh, that's a day that you can take. They will, I don't I don't know if it's like the Democratic Party or who is doing it, but there's like a kind of meet your your legislator event that day as well. And then on the 19th at the was at the Grizzly Arena <laughs> at the Maverick at the Maverick Arena, um, the police versus firemen oh, annual the Guns charity, and Roses game. Yes, is happening. My buddy, my buddy Greg's yes. a firefighter for Unified. But uh, he's so, not allowed. He's not allowed to play in that game anymore. That'll be a super fun game if you can get tickets Takes a to it. To... He got ejected from the game, oh. so he's not allowed. He's not allowed to play anymore. He he always invites me to go, but he doesn't get to play anymore. Uh, so. Oh, uh, Ice Castles. Ice Castles opened last weekend. Ice Castles um, in the sky. In Midway. Ice Castles in Midway, uh, which is pretty much in the sky. Um, it's getting warm again. It's not as warm as it was last year. It's about 10 degrees cooler this year. But um, if you're planning on waiting for the thought that they'll get bigger and grow, because that's basically how they built them, um, don't. Uh, hop online right now and get your tickets. Um, Saturday is already like three quarters of the way sold out on the 12th. Um, I can't vouch for any other date, but... Uh, don't wait. Make sure that you get up there because I hear that it's pretty amazing. Some other things you can do while you're up there is go to Soldier Hollow and go tubing. They give you two hours and they and you don't have to hike up the mountain. You can just ride down and then they pull you back up. So that's rad. But yeah, get to the ice castles before they melt. 
Because last year they were only open for two weeks. Yeah, it, it was so really hot. shitty. Yeah, I was. I looked. I actually looked up the temperatures before I got here, and it was like in the fifties this and, time last year. And it was. It's. It's weird to even be talking about this because this weekend they got twenty inches of snow in Park City and like thirty six at Brighton. Yes, and there was a, a quite a few avalanches. Yes, which we'll talk about if we have time. Yeah, stay the fuck out of backcountry right now. Cause Not even that. Like North Ogden had one just on like their upper mountain road that a car almost got stuck in, and the, like. <sighs> So so what's crazy and what for those of you that don't know what causes avalanches is after a long period where there's been no snow, the sun, even though it's really cold outside, the sun still melts that top layer. And it's nice and fluffy in the middle. Yeah, and it turns to it turns to this like sheet of really thin ice that you can't really tell is ice until you're on it. Uh, and then when more snow falls, it sits on top of that and it's all that big fluffy powder, but it will break. It'll just give away that thin That's sheet of ice. That's why people fall in. Yeah, and it will... And it will. That's when you get it's an like avalanche. Real life quicksand. We ensure the avalanche center, not for um, actual avalanche, like going up and testing. That the state does that, but for their classes that they teach um, people how to survive. Check check for snow. Check how it is. Check the conditions. All that kind of stuff. Um, and they also do like all of their like the avalanche center runs um, like schemo and stuff like that. So. They do a lot of work this time of year. You see them all over the TV and stuff. Those guys are, are kind of cool, and they're keeping you safe, so listen to they them. They do a lot of control avalanches so that you don't get caught in them. So if you are going to backcountry ski, or even if you're going to go up to a ski resort, please pay attention to avalanche warnings. Um, they're, they're no joke. They're, they're real, real problems. So, Any other events, Jess, besides getting buried in an avalanche? Please don't. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, we got we haven't really done a lot of uh, news news. I know we spent a lot of time. We're not going to talk much about it about the shutdown we spent. If you want to hear our thoughts on the shutdown? It sucks. It's bad. It's really bad for Utah. And listen to last week's episode one thirty six. Um, I go on a tirade for probably thirty minutes um, about it. I don't think it was that long. I don't know, it was pretty long. <laughs> I don't know if it was full 30 minutes, but it felt like it, and I bitched a lot. Uh, but I do want to talk about uh, our Congress critters up in, in this, the, the national legislative body uh, bodies, I should say. So first off, I think it's worth mentioning, and I didn't put it on the notes, but Mitt Romney's op-ed. <laughs> I didn't put it in here. Did you guys read the op-ed? Did you, did you hear about it? So Mitt Romney puts out a pretty scathing op-ed on President Trump, basically saying he's really bad for the country, blah, blah, blah. And and this was the time. So this is about the time. So we all talked and, and Jess wanted us to not be lazy and help with social medias. And so I started looking at my tweet deck on the regular and the day that I decided to start doing social media stuff and, and looking for Utah posts, my tweet deck is flooded with fucking people flaming Mitt Romney because he doesn't like Trump. Now, all of a sudden he didn't like him and then he liked him and now he doesn't like him and now he tried to recant on his statement and you've got Mike Lee who's like kissing Trump's ass as he farts in his mouth uh, telling telling Romney that, that Romney should, you know, recant some some of the stuff that he said. So if you're interested, go read that. It's, it's really crazy. Um, I mean, I, I don't disagree. Trump's a jackass. He's probably already done his jackassery for the night, um, but worth reading. And it's kind of interesting to see the, the new Utah Senator um, 
have such a scathing op-ed be published. That was that was really interesting to me. Uh, also, uh, Curtis uh, has proposed legislation. What What's the title of that legislation? Uh, it's called the No Work, No Pay Act, which says that Congress shouldn't get paid during a shutdown. And it, so it will pro- prohibit senators and representatives um, from being paid and hold them accountable. Um, but Ben McAdams said the same thing the day before. So. Yeah, well, Ben McAdams has said, I'm not going to take my check mm-hmm. right now. Um, and, I, and I agree. And I think that, that Congress should be held to that same standard. Why should we be shelling out money to them when TSA agents aren't getting paychecks? Well, and They're for not example, showing the, up. The yeah. family that Julia um, nannies for, they had to postpone her. They told her we need to put you on hold because they both work for Hill Air Force Base. Yeah, they're, they're co- private contractors. Up and there so probably. they are both. They're, they're, they're like, we're okay till the end of the month, but if something doesn't happen... We're going to have to yeah. let you go permanently. But well, they, and they're like, we don't really need you as a nanny because we're not really going to work right yeah, now. Yeah, because so. we're home all day. Yeah. So, which kind of, I mean, it sucks for her, but then that might change. Situations change, hopefully. But right. I don't know the way Trump's talking. I mean, he made the comment the other day that he could keep this going for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he could. He'll get thrown out of office before that happens. So this morning, um, I think it was this morning, Bill Allred on X96 was talking about how he was listening to a conservative talk radio program and uh, people were calling in saying, yeah, there are people in my family that aren't working, but I think that the president is right. This still just boggles my mind. I, I cannot wrap my head around it. And so I have to stop thinking about it because it infuriates me how you can look at your family members or your friends. Um, none of them were, it was, it wasn't them directly. So I think that's part of it. Uh, but look around you and having it directly affect someone that you care about and still say that you think that he's right. Well, and, and so I got to, this, this is, this is something that the guy, I put this down. So I went and looked at the Twitter post that you had thrown in the notes, John Curtis's Twitter post where he put out this proposed uh, legislation. John Curtis, for those of you who don't know, is actually a congressional representative for Utah district two, I think, is he two or three? Three. Three. District three. Um, but he put out that post. The very first comment uh, or the very first uh, response on the page was a guy that said, if the president falsely declares a national emergency in order to bypass Congress to get funds for a wall that most Americans don't want, will you regard that as an abuse of power? Basically, like, hey, well, you're willing to make this legislation, but... Um, if the president declares, you know, an emergency authority to, you know, fund this bullshit wall project that he's got, the Republican, this is what's fucking insane to me. Republicans agreed. They passed a spending bill the Republicans agreed to, and he wouldn't fucking sign it hmm. because there wasn't the money he wanted for the stupid wall. Well, the thing, the worst thing about the wall is they have no plan. Um, you can't get a permit to build a house without a plan. You you even have to go to the city in some instances just to build a fence around your yard. But they can't give a, a detailed outlying you know, plan for this wall, how they're going to use the billions, yes, billions of dollars that they are requesting. So how is that even responsible. I mean, I could see it if they were listing it exactly and, and and able to maybe justify it. I could see maybe some people still supporting it, but they can't. They're just asking for money. 
It's really not that much money in the grand scheme of things, but I think it's important to not fund this asinine project. The the hate mongering and fear mongering that that is is driving this is is absurd to me. So I don't know. That's all I really want to say about it. Um, I do want to talk a little bit more about Ben McAdams, though, um, because, uh, well, first off, our friend Mia Love, uh, you know, the, it's working for CNN. She might be your friend. Uh, she, so she got a job for CNN, which not unexpected. Um, you know, she'll probably be the Republican leaning pundit that tries to defend Trump when he says something fucking stupid and, and they have 12 people sitting in a panel yelling at each other. Um, and she'll be the, the, the token uh, person of color and the token woman at the same time amongst a panel of men trying to fend that jackass um but but uh in retrospect she didn't do any town hall she didn't do any open office she said she did that shit never actually happened uh ben mcadams has been in office uh what six days a week seven days he's been sworn into office he's already got two town halls and an open office that were scheduled for this month uh, for people in his district to come talk to him and to give him their thoughts and ideas on on what they want to do that's fucking amazing he's really nice I just want to say that I've met him quite a few times and this like this is I don't know it it was like Talking to Sim, like you hope that they'll be genuine. Like I really feel that he, his statement about being a better representative when hearing from Utahns, so is, if, is good. If you're in the fourth congressional district, which you know a lot of folks in Salt Lake County are, some in Utah County, uh, some all the way down in fucking Juab County for some <laughs> goddamn reason, um, he has an open house at his district office. Uh, uh, it's 90th South and 13th West, roughly uh, on January 22nd. He has a town hall meeting on January 23rd in Lehigh, and then another town hall meeting on January 24th out in West Valley, um, right by Valley Fair Mall, basically. I, I like the way he's posting out. it and not calling after the fact and saying, sorry, you missed it. <laughs> tell, yeah, a, no. tell a town hall. Posting it very publicly and, uh, and also pushing it out to media outlets. And right. so it, this, this list actually came from KUTV, I think, mm-hmm. and um, he posted it on Twitter. They picked it up and a bunch of others picked it up. That's how you should run government government when you're representing people not oh here's a fucking flyer with a bunch of republican propaganda that you guys paid for to get sent to you that you don't want to fucking get anyway and by the way i don't want to meet with you because you have a different view than i do and um i'm stupid (laughs) sorry i'm being childish set me a love (laughs) <laughs> All right, so um, I want to talk about something sad so we can move on to not sad stuff, okay? Okay. So Saturday night uh, in Orem, a uh, Provo police officer was shot and killed. Um, really, really. Do you know he's the sixth cop to die on that exact day? That's what the, I saw that on the news this really? morning at the gym, yeah. but I couldn't see the whole TV screen, and so I couldn't read the closed captioning. In Utah or just in on that day? I think in Utah. Wow, that is crazy. So they were performing a felony arrest on a suspect. Um, it was a bunch of cops. It wasn't just him. Um, I read this, this story. They updated it before it printed because the original story that I had linked had a little bit more of the details, but essentially they... Um, they, they we're at a traffic stop with this guy. They were going to do a felony arrest. He ends up shooting this officer. Um, they they were recounting uh, some of the witness statements of, of what happened. Um, 
pretty tragic. He went to the hospital and, and, and never actually pulled through. Uh, the guy has been apprehended. Um, he's probably going to face the death penalty. Um, I, I don't know how he doesn't face the death penalty in, in a case like this. It's, it's pretty rare when you, when you shoot a cop in cold blood like that, that, that you don't. Um, he was a, a well-loved member of the community. Um, they already um, held like a big funeral thing for him, or a big like a the funeral on Saturday. Yeah, they did a big memorial down thing. at UVU. Um, so our heart goes out to him. He was well loved. Not him, his family, and his yeah, his family. Um, really sucks. Uh, was young too, really young. Like the the story that the the that got printed out and and it was the the link like changed. Oh, I was no, no, because no, the link on the because <laughs> because the, the link I had put up was this one, but KSL sometimes does that and they update oh. some of their stories. So they basically changed it from a, a detailed description of what happened to. Um, so his name was Joe Shiners, by the way, uh, but to a lot of twenty nine, a lot of lot of lot of friends and family members giving comments on him. A lot of stuff about his high school soccer career for some. Fucking dumbass reason, um, but it is what it is. Um, it really sucks. Twenty nine years old is way too young to go, uh, especially someone that was, for all accounts, just a really good dude. Um, really sucks. So wanted to get the sadness out of the way so we can move on to other things. Um, <laughs> That's what you usually end. On. <laughs> yeah, I, I do like to end on the sad shit. So I'm gonna I'm gonna move next to. A story that made me fucking tear up today uh, as I read it again. So I, I saw this story a couple days ago, and uh, I, I put it up. I think I added it on, on, on Monday morning. Um, but I went through and reread it this afternoon and, and uh, teared up again just with, with how fucking special this is. So there's this, there's this old dude down in Price. Uh, he's, he's in his mid-70s. Uh, his name's Ray Buckland. And basically, he got bored, so he bought himself a 3D printer. He needed a hobby, he says. <laughs> and and uh, he started printing a bunch of shit, like... <laughs> like An ice cream scoop? Yeah, so uh, uh, a spatula, an ice cream scooper, he printed a handle for his can opener. And he, he said when talking about that, it's $15 for a new one or $0.07 cents to print one. <laughs> so he's not printing just trivial shit. He's actually printing useful stuff. Um, but, you know, he's researching and, and learning how to actually use this thing. Um and he did something really special. So his granddaughter goes to school with a kid who was born without a left arm. And uh, she told him about it. And so it turns out prosthetic arms, uh, prosthetics period are really expensive. Like even with insurance, a prosthetic arm is going to run you 10 plus thousand dollars. Like 12 grand. Yeah, it's yeah. Just 12, 12 grand in this story. And that's, that's no joke. I mean, their prosthetics are incredibly expensive. And this little boy was, was just born like this right like he doesn't know so um he goes to school with, with this guy's granddaughter and uh she was telling him the story and they started talking with his parents and um it took a, a lot of time 80 hours of printing and a whole bunch of research and he made this kid an arm 
Not just an arm, a robotic Uh, 3D printed uh, arm. When he bends his arm, the fingers work. Yeah, when he goes to bend the arm at the elbow, the fingers close. And this little kid has been showing everyone his arm ever since. And it cost about $25. And that's the part that is fucking mind-blowing to me. So I read this whole story, and I'm I'm like, I'm seriously almost in tears by the end of it because... No, don't lie. You said you were in tears. Because just like, how incredible is it? This dude, this old dude, he doesn't know this fucking kid. It's just some kid that goes to school with his granddaughter, and he has this conversation. He's like, I think I can figure out something. Like, I, I've got time. I'm not doing anything else. I've got this toy down here that I can figure something out. Let's let's do a bunch of stuff. And he, and he makes this kid an arm that the kid is just over the moon about, and it costs $25. And when I saw the $25, I was like, that's the fucking problem with the way medical uh, shit goes in this country. Like, that highlights the problem. He spends 80 hours and $25 and makes this kid a fucking prosthetic arm. And it's 12000 after insurance if his parents were go to get, going to get it from some sort of physician or, or hospital. So, so there's multi-levels to this, which is... Sometimes, not always, and it's usually very much more, so I'm not on the side of him, but you have to pay for the development. So he didn't develop this. He, he, he used somebody else's research. Sure. So you've got to c- account for that. But what I think is, is kind of innovative about this is, think about it. When you're a little kid, a lot of parents can't afford to keep up with you. Little kids grow so fast. If you could have that kind of an arm until you got older, like... And then maybe get something that's more more fancy, more more useful, or whatever. I mean, that's but true. You could keep up with with a growing child. That's true. For could you imagine so him at sixteen with the same size arm as a three year old boy? Well, right. So, like, even if his <laughs> even if his parents decided, you know, okay, we're going to invest twelve thousand dollars in this arm right now, like you said, even in a year, it's probably too small. The arm is small. not going to be is right. Three D printer. I mean, it, it, they vary pretty dramatically, and I assume this is probably a fairly good one uh, to print some of the but stuff. But even then, done. four or five thousand, maybe, maybe. So that. buy the printer and reprint an arm every couple, every year. Every yeah, year. that's what I'm saying. You've saved like yeah, infinite amount of money. And 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 also think about the cost if he's a like he's a growing boy who wants to go and play and do things. He falls and smashes his arm, and you go, well. You know, you're gonna have to go a week without it, but you know, here let's let's just print you up a new one. Like that's that the implications you, for this are actually pretty cool. That also shows you just an innovation in technology overall, uh, which is actually our next story. So Utah is in the top five of the technology and science, the Milken te- State Technology and Science Index again. Um, and if you actually go through and look uh, at some of the stuff that they do, Utah was actually number one. That was the um, So we were the fifth highest overall, uh, and I think we were number one in technology. Um, and they go through a whole bunch of different factors to, to rate that. And we talk about this a lot, um, but Utah has earned the number one rank in technology concentration score. Every study since 2008, except for one, Utah is a tech capital. That's because Utah loves technology. It, it, we, we really do. Um, <laughs> you see. <laughs> 
but but it, it, it's really cool and so there's a lot of stuff some of it is is entrepreneurship uh as it relates to tech tech jobs uh high tech education and actually um what a lot of folks are accrediting some of this stuff to is is actually the universities um so who is this guy hale what the hell is this first name Val hill uh val hill who's the executive director um of the governor's office of economic development he said that um uh, that uh, when people ask why the economy is doing so well, he always points to the universities. And Utah was listed as having, um, for every thousand tech jobs, we have 15 graduates or 15.4 something tech graduates going into the sector, which is apparently a really good number. I, I don't know how that stacks up, but it's one of the best. Uh, 15.43 new graduates in the science and engineering fields per thousand workers uh, in, over the that's 2016-2017 academic year. Um, so so, and, and you see, like, if you've been up to the U, I don't know if you guys have been up to the University of Utah lately, but the, like, there's a new building basically where the old dorms were, mm -hmm. and yeah. it's a new, it's a mixed juice building. So it's a dorm, you have to apply to get into it, uh, and it is a, it is a dorm specifically designed with, like, high-tech entrepreneurial um, student life. And so... They have, like, meeting places and little offices. They have a bunch of 3D and printers and a wood shop, and they have, like, wow. offices that you can, you can basically lease for this semester as a student it's changed a little since I was there. It's, it's just fucking cool. They've got like their own cafe and stuff inside of it because it's down on campus instead of up in the housing area. Right. And there's only like two or 300 students that live in the building, but classes are done in the building. So, you know, my, one of my business partners um, actually is an adjunct professor up at the U. That's what he teaches is an entrepreneurial class every year, uh, every semester and a bunch of summer semesters. And they do, they do pitches. So they, they actually have kids. Part of the class is... They are creating a, a product and they're doing pitches to real venture capitalists. Uh, and some of them have been picked up over the years. Uh, and, and they actually have products that, that take off. And that's the kind of stuff that the U is doing. And not just the University of Utah, but you see that stuff happening at BYU, at Utah State, even in some of the smaller schools like Southern Utah, um, Dixie State. That stuff is happening all over the place. Uh, and it's, it's a big credit to, to why the tech sector is growing so big here. Also part of why we have no houses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, and why we're going to probably have another representative after the census. So, but I thought Can that was a really democratic cool. one. Uh, I mean, maybe because we're going to redraw boundaries based on an independent <gasps> commission. Maybe we'll have two democratic representatives. Oh my God. Don't even, <laughs> don't even get me started. Uh, I like, yeah, I'm assuming just that you, because you and I are pretty much the only ones that add stuff to this. Sometimes Bree does and Jeremy might look at it. I did not have time to even look at this this week. <laughs> but you posted the, the cool, uh, what are they called? The lifties? Yeah. Is that what they call them? So Lyft puts out every year. I didn't know they did this. They put out every year some of the top ranking stuff for various metro areas. Uh, so Salt Lake's Lifty Awards for this year. Um, the most visited bar. And this is based off of Lyft ridership and where people go. Um, Lyft, by the way, is actually the bigger service here in, in Utah by far, I think. They're, they're far out way uber um but uh, most visited bar the, the sun, sun trap. trap do you remember when the sun and the trap used to be two different bars i remember the trap door i do not the sun used to be down past um where gateway is now closer to where the freeway is and it burned down hmm. 
Oh yeah, and so now they use that, and that's a tiny ass place. That is a they little sketchy floors. It's like a them. it's like a fucking old house that they've converted. Basically, it's it's really tiny. Um, but that also tells you because it is a it is a it is an LGBT bar, right? Um, and and that tells you a lot. That and it's something we're going to talk to our guests, and and our guests do mention that they're queer. And if you didn't figure it out uh, in the interview where we're talking about the two wonderful women that met each other in San Francisco and got married, that that they were not straight individuals, um, <laughs> then you're crazy. But I didn't I didn't uh, ask him about it. Uh, but I'm curious how we compared to San Francisco because we've read a lot that. Salt Lake, in particular, Salt Lake City, is super super friendly. But this this tells a lot about Salt Lake, where the number one bar is actually a very much an LGBTQ bar. Um, And I can't say all the other abbreviations after it because it gets really difficult. Uh, okay, so the most visited concert venue, no surprise to me, since I fucking live by that fucking place, is USANA. Um, but also good that people are taking lifts to USANA. So they're going yeah, out there. parking there sucks. Well, and also because uh, you get drunk there, it means that they're not driving home, thankfully. So um, most visited fitness studio is the gym at City Creek. Um, which is interesting that people take a lift there because I would assume most people that use that gym live close enough they could walk. Shouldn't you jog? Lots of that. I mean, <laughs> Maybe they're taking a lift from their work to the gym and then they go to school home. And they walk home. Yeah. Then they jog home. I really have no idea how that works. <laughs> I, think, I think that's an interesting category. Um, is it the same across the board or is this just based on ridership? They choose some unique stuff, do you know? I have no idea. I didn't look at the other cities. I, I tried to look through details and they didn't really have much. So the most visited brunch spot is the Red Iguana. Not really surprising. I didn't you, even know they had brunch. That's fantastic. I don't know that they actually have brunch, but if you've ever been there. But if you go for one. lunch, I guess that could be considered brunch on a Saturday. Yeah. Well, I mean, you go at 10 and then you stand outside for two hours because <laughs> the place is so fucking small. But they play your favorite music. No, your favorite your music. Favorite. I don't like your music. <laughs> um, the uh, most visited late night restaurants, the beer bar. And the uh, late night neighborhood is just downtown. And then their last category, the only in Salt Lake City category, was Powder Mountain Resort. So a lot of people going to Powder Mountain. And Jeremy's exploding all over the place over there. Not me. Take your phone off the table, please. Sorry. Um... So anyway, so uh, yeah, that was kind of cool. It's cool that people are taking lifts to the ski resorts, though. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, okay. my, my new roommate was like, if I wanted to get a mattress, like, how would I get it here? I'm like, well, you could ask the people that you're buying it from, or maybe you, and I don't even know why it came out of my mouth, but that's what I said. I was like, maybe you can get a lift. <laughs> can you specify? Well, so another thing that they could do is rent a truck from Home Depot. Yeah. For like I didn't bucks think about that. I'm sure he'll figure it out. Or, you know, call a friend that has a fucking truck. I know friends with trucks, and if you look, if you buy a truck, I think this is a requirement that you just have to be the person that your friends ask if you they can use your fucking truck. And if you own a truck and you don't expect that, or you you think people are rude for asking that, don't fucking buy a truck because that's <laughs> part of the deal, man. That's part of the deal when you have friends and you buy a truck, people are going to ask you to help them move. Just fucking learn that that's part of the deal, right? It's true. I'm not wrong, right? No. Okay. 
I'd ask you, but I you're a little take advantage of that. Yeah, I mean, your truck couldn't hold a mattress. Now, Carissa, on the other hand, I've used her truck before. Uh, hopefully, John gets a new truck. He's talking about getting like a like a big GMC, like a big boy truck. Uh, yeah, big boy truck. And if he does, then I'll be asking him for his truck instead of his old crappy like beat up Toyota truck. It's that he's so got. small, you can't put anything in it. It just like leaks oil all over the place. So, uh, last thing I wanted to talk about in particular was Operation Rio Grande. Um, so uh, they release a bunch of numbers. Um, they release them regularly. Um, in regards to how the operation's doing. But this is pretty pretty astounding. Yeah, it really is. And so I'm, I'm actually, as you start talking about this, I'm going to go over to the actual page um, because there's some, some comparison numbers that I can tell you as we go. So, so th- this was the big operation last summer, right? Well, it started last it summer. It started last summer. It's a continuous yeah. Well, I mean, technically, it started two years ago. It started in, like, the end of 2017. So, August yeah, 14th, August of 2017. 2017, they had a three-phase plan to achieve success in Operation Rio Grande. Now, there's a, a website, operationriogrande.utah.gov, out there um, that the state runs um, to really go through the numbers. Uh, in 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 basic form and then in a lot of detail. But overall, um, 484 arrests, uh, physical custody arrests, 387 drug dealers. <laughs> so that's so mind blowing. So, I had a friend posted and I was like, wow. Well, and we talked. So who who was it that we talked to that did a lot of work down there? Um, what was his name? I don't remember. You Derek. Derek. Is it Derek? No, it was no, the no, no. guy that, that used to be the, the drug addict. Now he does oh, the... Aaron. Yes. Oh, yeah, Aaron. Aaron um, from um, the... Uh, I don't remember. The podcast that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> he used to be a boxing instructor yes. title. Yeah, uh, Eric. So, um, but he talked about... Aaron. Yeah, Aaron. He talked... <laughs> well, he and he talked about... Uh, the. He actually talked about what it was like down there. It, it wasn't just the homeless people. And we've talked about this. When you stick 1,500 to 2,000 people in one spot, you're going to get crap. You're going to get people that try to prey on those people. And that's what this was really designed to do. So being able to arrest 387 drug dealers. That's uh, a lot. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. Uh, several, seven federal indictments have come out of that. So probably major drug busts, basically. 43 search warrants executed as a result. Um, this is These are some numbers that are kind of surprising, but don't really seem that big in retrospect. Uh, about four and a half pounds of heroin. Um 22, almost, almost 23, 23 pounds of methamphetamines, uh, five pounds of cocaine, six and a half pounds of marijuana, um, a bunch of spice, two and a half yeah, I can see how marijuana is the real problem. Yeah. I mean, it's not, but it, I mean, <laughs> well, just think about it. Like how much, six and a half pounds of marijuana. That's a lot. That's, that's a lot of marijuana. But when you think about how much marijuana you consume in one sitting compared to heroin <laughs> and it's four and a half pounds of heroin. That's a lot of fucking heroin. A ridiculous amount of heroin. I just like that you're thinking about it. Well, think about it. Okay, so think <laughs> I about don't. it. Like, like, I don't have any comparison. Maybe 40 milligrams of heroin. Like your, your oxycontins, like your biggest oxycontins are 80 milligrams. Right? So we're, we're talking 4.6 pounds. So in terms of grams, over 2,000 grams. And your average dose is like 40 milligrams. That give you an idea of like the scope of how much four and a half pounds of heroin, two kilos of heroin is a lot of heroin. 
And this is just in that area. This is just what they confiscated there. This isn't, you know, finding a drug dealer and moving up the chain and, and hitting a house and finding, you know, four pounds of heroin in a house. And this is what they got out of the streets at Rio Grande. That's so an insane packets. amount of fucking heroin. Thousands of little packets, I'm sure. Well, it's yeah. probably, what are they called? Bricks. No. Well, it's two bricks because uh, a brick's usually a kilo. Mm-hmm. Um 27 stolen vehicles? I don't know, <laughs> I don't know where they where they were. Well, do you remember when we did we did the we talked about the the stops, the DUI stops? Remember they found a stolen vehicle during that too? Mm-hmm. That's apparently a very prevalent thing. Over 3 million in warrant bail. <laughs> Wow. So an eight ball, by the way, of cocaine. So <laughs> I just want to Google that. I, well, I, c- I couldn't remember what the measurement is. So it's about three and a half grams. So three and a half grams, and they confiscated twenty two hundred and sixty seven. And so an eight ball is a, is a lot of coke. I mean, that's that's a, a measurement that people buy cocaine in, um, but it's a, it's a fairly large amount of coke. That's like six hundred and forty something, six hundred and fifty. I'm gonna uh, Google why it's called an eight ball because it's an eighth of an ounce. That's all? Yep. How do you ball. know that ball is a pound? What? Sorry, not a pound. How or do you know what eight, the ball weighs? Uh, an, eighth of a, an eighth of a pound is what I meant by an eight ball, not an eighth of an ounce. And a pound is I was going to say an eighth of an ounce. I was like, how do you know how much small. the ball weighs? <laughs> no, it's an eighth of a pound. And, and so that's where it gets the name eight ball. Um, anyway, uh, that, that's just, that was mind-boggling to me. That is a lot of heroin. And you know a lot, a lot about drugs. He was a bouncer. Uh, yeah, that's why I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is not why he knows. Uh, $130,000 in, in currency. Uh, so here's a pro tip. If you get busted with drugs and for dealing drugs, everything that you have on you, if you are in a car, if you have cash, doesn't fucking matter. It's all the states. And you can't use it for bail. They will confiscate every damn bit of it. $3.1 million in bail warrant money. That's fucking a lot of warrant money. Um, and that's just the, the amounts of all these people, what their bells were combined. So 99 fugitives arrested, 33 99 guns. bottles of beer on the wall. 305 felony and miscellaneous warrants served. That's all in that little tiny area. Yeah. So, so, so there were, so I, I wanted to bring up the, the site and it's not on this thing because this is, these are some raw numbers. What I wish, um, you know, Fox would have, would have posted with this is some of the comparison stuff. So, cause because these are great numbers, right? But what was their goal? So their goal was not to arrest people. That was a that was a part of the plan to help the homeless population in Salt Lake and clean up the area. One of their big goals, there were two really big key measures. Uh, reduce the length of time people were, uh, the, the time people need the shelter for, and then to increase the number of successful exits from the shelter to more permanent housing. In 2017, 48 and a half days for people in the shelter. That's how much time they needed in the shelter. In 2018, 43 and a half. Wow. So they cut almost a week off of uh, the amount of time people need in the shelter. Still over a month, which is really kind of crazy when you think about it, that you need to be in a shelter for over a month to move out. This, this other number is, is, um, that makes sense though. Cause you've got to, you've got to save up enough to have enough to, to go out and live. Like you, you always have to have like, first and last month's rent and stuff. So staying a month, a little over a month, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, so 
the second measure, successful exits. So in 2017, uh, 119, and in 2018, 138 successful exits from the shelter to That's housing. That's amazing. Meaning they found permanent housing. Um, so some of the outcome stuff, so the phase one outcome, phase one was the really big phase, right? So um, offenses was one of their big measures. So the three-year average from 2014 to 2016 in, num- in terms of number of, of uh, offenses, um, you know, crimes essentially, 235 was the average over three years uh, per year. For 2018, 121. Wow. So and keep in mind, in 2017, when they did this big thing, these numbers came out of it, and now 121. Uh, So that is an amazing outcome uh, in terms of that area. Um, so phase two, um, the supporting people struggling with mental illness and drug addiction, that was another big part of this is they weren't just arresting people. They were arresting drug dealers, but people that were buying the drugs, they were trying to get them into programs to get them help. Um, so uh, a number of people that have entered the program, uh, entered the treatment programs through the drug court stuff that they created, um, 161 today. Wow. This is like, I mean, this is really cool stuff. So it actually shows that. Um, that they weren't just going down there and being dicks. Yeah. Like some people thought. No, they're, they're actually making an effort to make things better down there. Um, so I wanted to end on that note. Um, Can we end on another quick note? The reason that our daughter was calling is because remember that professor that we took the tour with in the in her department? Oh, the psychology chick? No. Cassidy. Oh. Biology guy. Yeah, when we very first toured when she Uh was going to go there. So she's high enough now in her coursework that she's talking to him and she's really excited about a class that she's taking. He's talking to her about some internships. Fantastic. Yeah, so she's super stoked. So. All right, with us today we have Abby and Zara from uh, Rock Club Machine. Hello. Hello. How are you guys? Good. This is Zara. You guys are so smiley. I like it. (laughs) Thank you. You have cheese hats. (laughs) Not the stupid Wisconsin ones. They're not the Wisconsin cheese heads. No, but like hats with cheese wedges on them. Have you ever thought about wearing one of those Wisconsin cheese hats? (laughs) Yeah. I'd wear one. Would you? Yeah, I'd wear one. (laughs) So furthermore, a follow-up question. Have you ever thought about making your own cheese head hat that is like Yeah, it would have to be like like the the one on your hat, like the half (laughs) instead. Of the like half a wedge, wedge, it would have to be like pool. a whole half, like yeah, circle. amazing. Should we do it? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think it would be great. You know, we we're have, innovating on this show. You know who we could? Did. You know who could make them for them? Is uh, Raven? It, not well, not Raven, but uh, why can't I fucking Nick? think of her name? Jen. 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 Jen McGrew. Jen McGrew. She's like from McGrew Studios. She's got her own fucking studio, and I can't even think of her name off the top of my head. Yeah, no. Jen does costuming, and I bet she could make some some fantastic ones. Cool. Connect to so rad. Yeah, we'll, we'll hook you up. She's great. <laughs> You writing that down, Jess? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> I'm writing down cheese in that hat. But I think that would be cool. I would love to see you guys at the market wearing that shirt. <laughs> Especially, not so much in the winter market because you're in the truck, but like in, in the summer market where you're you're under out the tent. under the, the like canopy wearing those cheese head hats, that would, that would work well. You got to tell Jen that they, they got it. They can't be flammable. 
Yes. Because if they're in that yeah, truck. Yeah, that's important. And they lean over. And <laughs> well, Abby's not. the one that's always back there. <laughs> she, would, <laughs> she would literally be toast. She goes to, she goes to pull, put the cheese under the lamp and move the lamp and the headlights on fire. Like That'd be bad. That's all bad. <laughs> all right. Let's not, let's not talk about that anymore. <laughs> okay. We'll connect you. So I'm going to, I, I want to start with you guys now that we've gotten the cheese head discussion out of the way, because I think that was important. Uh, where'd you guys come from? Yes. Okay. So, um, so we moved to Salt Lake City from California in 2016. Abby and I were living in San Francisco and, um, she, so we're married and, uh, I'm from Southern California and she grew up in Provo. And so, <laughs> why is that funny? How did you get from Provo you to gotta California? Back up. Back I mean, that was like, you gotta back up a little bit. We need more. From, from Provo to, she we're, knows what we're talking about. How did she knows why I laugh. Provo. Okay, you got it. Well, now gotta, I know. So where did where did you guys bit. meet? Is the question because you're from Provo in Southern California. I mean, that's not yeah. so far away. That's but. a good question. So we both just moved to San Francisco to try to uh, go separately, or you knew each other, or separately, separately. Yeah. So okay. I moved there to work in cheese. Actually, I got a job out there, like working. inside of a cheese wheel, yeah. or a cheese, like a cheese house, like like the like the old shop. like the, the shoe yeah. inside Lagoon, oh, like all. Murray's like, in New York. <laughs> yeah, oh. was your family into cheese? Oh yeah. I've always been into cheese. Okay, cheese is delicious. See, we got to back up just but, a little but being bit. Being into cheese in Provo is like eating Colby Jack. <laughs> so what yeah. does your family so, do? Square blocks. What? It's well, fancy if you don't unwrap this individual slices from the plastic. The plastic. <laughs> She's like, I'm trying to talk, but you guys keep just flinging well, zingers out there. So I always wanted to work in at a cheese shop. And mm-hmm. um, I had a friend that was working in San Francisco and at a cheese shop. So I decided to just move out of Utah and try something different. So your and family has a dairy farm or something? Uh, no. She said try something different, dumbass. So, well, <laughs> if, her, if her family had so, a dairy guys. farm, I think she would have a place to do it here. So, yeah. Uh, I ended up out in San Francisco and started working at a cheese shop. And so, so, so the, like, the cheese that's shop... That's so cool, though, that you wanted to be in cheese. and like, you're, that's the coolest so thing like, ever. Is it a cheese shop, like, just a place where they make cheese or are they like a That's whole a bunch question. of like a cheesemonger place where there's 16 million cheeses and you have to learn about them like yeah what? so that the cheese shop i worked at there were over like 400 different cheeses from <sighs> around the world but they also had a creamery just north of the bay area where um they would make their own cheese and then we would sell that cheese as well so it was kind of like a so you got a full immersion yeah. experience into cheese and yeah that, that company is is pretty amazing for the artisan cheese industry in America. It's called Cowgirl Creamery, uh, and they are in the Bay Area. And in addition to that cheese shop, yeah, they make they make a ton of really good cheese. And they actually like are the ones who kind of started that cheese movement in California, which is pretty awesome. And so I worked there as well, and that's actually how we met. We both met while working at this cheese shop. Are they the ones that do the, the Tam? goat stuff too? No, no. I think you might be thinking of uh, Humboldt Fog, that cheese, the one with the Maybe. line going through it. Because there's the one that does that. The, they have a whole special line that's goat cheese. Anyway, okay. There's a couple of those. There's, yeah. a, there's a bunch of goat cheese in the world, Jeremy. Well, Cy- I, Cypress I, Grove. <laughs> Cypress Grove. That's yeah. That's the one that we were thinking. They're another really rad creamery in California, and they do like little discs. 
Is Maybe that that's what I'm thinking. Anyway, cool. yeah. <laughs> sorry, I digress yet again. Back to your story. No, <laughs> we're easily, we're easily distracted. <laughs> Love it, especially when it's cheese. a topic we like. Yeah, cheese. <laughs> yeah. So I started working at Cowgirl Creamery because I lived in France for a little while. Oh, that's cool. And Why were you living in France? So how did you get to France? See this good story. Question. You're yeah. starting like in the middle of so many good things. How did you get to France? <laughs> Pretty soon, Jeremy's gonna be like. Where were you born? I used to ask yeah. that. But anyway. when did your parents have sex? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. no that we don't that talk happened. about. That. <laughs> so I moved to France because I well I, I did a semester abroad when I was in, uh, in undergrad, and oh, then cool. I went back after college to teach English, kind of more so to travel. And then I just ate super well when I was out there and tried like really good fresh produce and cheese for the first time and just like loved it and that, that's part of the draw to san francisco is to kind of continue eating well i don't understand people that will go to a country like france and not be able and eat to mcdonald's and want to go to yeah, mcdonald's. And mcdonald's or something yeah like the, the, the amazing experience culinary wise out there is just out of yeah. this world like there's no comparison yeah so so you you get to San you Francisco. You fell in love over cheese. Oh. So is there a cheese that you both love in common, or do you like battle it out? And Abby's like, I love blue cheese, and you're like, that's gross. I like hard parmesan. <laughs> yeah, like ninety. <laughs> each other. I'm a soft cheese lover. Yeah. Che- I'm gonna start a cheese war over here. Like ninety five percent of cheeses, I think we totally love together. And then there's like there's this one cheese <laughs> called Epoise. Yeah, and which I don't, I don't miss with you that. You want to cheese. tell them that story? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah we were, we were on a lunch break at Harmon's one day, and we were like picking out stuff to eat, and I picked out some salad or whatever, and Abby just picked up a little thing of a poisse and like some a baguette, and we're just like eating, doing our thing, and then I was like, oh, how is it? Is it good? She's like, it's good, but it'd be really nice to have someone to eat it with, and like. <laughs> <laughs> like really threw some shade. I was like, so yeah, Aplas is just like a really s- strong, like pungent cheese. It's a good it's really, cheese. Yeah, really soft. Yeah. Soft cheese. Or? Uh, it's a soft cheese. Is yeah. it more pungent than Taleggio? Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. You have like an extreme face, like super more pungent. Yeah. yeah. And Zara's so like, yeah, it's pretty stinky. I ain't touching that shit. Nope. Nope. It's like anything that smells like it came out of someone's butt, I can't put in my mouth. Some stuff that smells like that, I would. <laughs> <laughs> but not everything. I just heard you never go ass to mouth. You're contradicting that, so. If it smells like it, you know, it's okay. So what, I, I gotta ask, and I'm sure someone else has asked this at some point, what are your favorite cheeses? Because yeah. you gotta have, like, one that's just, like, your go-to, I love this. Yes, yes, yes. Um... You want to go first? Should I go first? You can go first. Okay. All right. Um, I think, like, it definitely changes depending on, I think, what stage of life I'm in. Like, when I was living in France, the first cheese that I ever, like, fell in love with is a cheese called Comté. It's an alpine-style cheese. And you guys know that there's, like, different categories. Like, we're all familiar with cheddars. You know, we know Mm -hmm. the the softer cheese with the white rind, you know. So there's a category of alpine-style cheeses, which Gruyere, Raclette, Comte, the one I'm talking about, all of that kind of falls under. It's like um, harder uh, cow's milk cheese that's made around the mountains. Um, so I'd say that's one of my favorites. Um, a go-to domestic cheese that I'm in love with is called Harbison. It's a little small cheese that comes in a format. It's, it's a soft and it's almost like a pudding-like texture. Mm-hmm. It's super, super good. Um, and then 
there's also a cheese that's made in Utah. It's called Snow Canyon. It's made by Rock Hill Creamery. Um, I really, really love that one. That's another Alpine style cheese that is aged uh, extra long. Has really nice, unusual notes to it. Um, like really sweet and tangy and tart and like really, really good stuff. That's How about awesome. you, Ab? <laughs> that that was a lot of uh, <laughs> that was a lot favorites. of favorites. It was good. No, I, li- I like yeah, it. Thanks. Sometimes, well, yeah, you can't. Yeah. Sometimes it's not just one favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine changes all the time, but. Uh, Right now it's Delista Borgogna and that's a, it's a French like triple cream. So it like basically melts in your mouth, God. like right when you put it in your mouth, it just like melts and it's like super creamy and buttery. Um, yeah. Those are my, but, those oh. are my favorites. <laughs> Hands down, like any creamy French, like brie style cheese oh. is just. Yes. Oh, that's how you like me, huh? Oh yeah, definitely. It's spelled <laughs> a different way, but no, I, those are, those are hands down my favorite cheeses. I can just eat those straight. Yeah. Don't like the rinds. I'm not a big fan of the, the white moldy rind, but, uh, oh my God, the cheese is so good. Oh, so good. I like. What do you think about? My dogs like the rind. When I, I get nice cheese and cut the rinds off, they stand there waiting yes. for it. Chickens probably like it too if they ever got. They ever <laughs> yeah, they never get it. They eat everything. So. They do. They eat everything. But the dogs <laughs> love the rinds. So <laughs> I, I, I am curious your thought on things like um, so a, a good cheesemonger on say American cheese because American cheese is a uh, is a very Hot controversial topic. cheese. <laughs> like, do you mean um, like? produce like like not, i guess cheese that's highly processed or do you mean yeah yeah like 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 craft singles style american cheese but not craft singles just yeah you know the better stuff like, like you the, can get it at the deli yeah like a deli yeah. style american cheese what do you think do you have a problem with it is it no 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 i don't have a problem with it like isn't that what the what becca had on insisted on having on her hamburger yeah as a craft single <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, it's nostalgia for a lot of people. You know, a lot of people grew up eating that on a... Bologna and cheese. So, so, my problem, yeah. so my problem with it is it, it reminds me when I was a kid, my mom would pack our, my lunch for me, and it was bologna and cheese, but it was the nasty, cheap, off-brand... It wasn't yeah. craft. It wasn't even craft. <laughs> and so it would sit in your locker all day, oh, and by yeah. the time lunch came, it had that yeah. smell. Like watery. The mayo oh, had made the bread <laughs> slightly wet. <laughs> Ew, your mom really was a bad cook. She couldn't even make a sandwich. I know. We've talked about this. Yes. Jeremy was a very, very skinny child. We grew up together. He was so, so skinny. So you'd open that thing up and like the whole lunch table. And, oh. I'm glad I never ate lunch with no you. No one would trade that no. sandwich. Yeah. Never. Like, I don't have a pro- problem with processed cheese. I just, I, I think it's why. Well, if you eat it, that's fine. But like, I think it's, it's the type of cheese that gives cheese in general a bad rap. Like, that's the type of stuff that's loaded with things that aren't good for you and, and your health and so you're really not they're judging you from across the I don't table. even think it has look but not in your face no it Fair. does so American <laughs> American cheese the way it's made is it's made pretty much like every other cheese it's not super processed um, it's made with fake cows but I will say this white American cheese makes the Plastic best queso cows. Makes, makes what? makes the best queso mm-hmm. American cheese and milk make the best queso I almost Unlike, disowned my daughter because she doesn't like cheese Oh yeah, she's weird. Unlike she's Velveeta, now Velveeta, I cannot so abide. That That's not, not a cheese, cheese though. Has I can't, I cannot. <laughs> They're gonna walk out of this interview if you keep what talking about, about crappy cheese. What about <laughs> what about easy cheese, like cheese and canned cheese? Like, um, I'm I didn't really grow up with that stuff. I don't I don't really have more, like I don't, have you, I'm have not you interested. Tried it? 
Have you tried yeah, it? I've tried it. I've had it in a Philly cheesesteak when I went to Philadelphia. My aunt had no, me that, try no, 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 that's, that's cheese whiz. That's legit. That's cheese whiz. That's not that's cheese in a can. That's not an aerosolized cheese mm, product. It's, it's like cool. Look at Abby's face. She's like, oh my god, you don't ever want to try it. We used to, <laughs> she's like, mom used to put that shit on crackers and give it to me. She lives in because she lives in Provo, Utah. So she grew up in Provo, is. Utah. So and then you put a green olive on it, yep. or or a smoked like, oyster, or some people put so it in. <laughs> uh, celery stock, and then you put like right you really, on it. All right, you gotta go. I so know. I know you're a big cheese lover, <laughs> but Abby, you have to go to a grocery store and get some ch- cheese in a can. I Just, can't. I'll give you. A, I'll give you the five bucks. <laughs> she <Go>. knows me. <laughs> I, I want save her to, it for when you're mad at her one day and just be like, "Here, eat this." Get, get her the bacon flavored one. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna oh, say the bacon flavor. No. So okay, next question. <laughs> <laughs> you should add that to your things you don't like to be asked. Yeah. Done. Yeah, done. Do you Let like me get on my phone. And we do not like no, no, no canned, canned cheese. Got so, it. so you guys clearly love cheese. Asking for a favorite cheese and you talk about 30 um so <laughs> how did you land on you know with that love of cheese you, you come back to utah wait we have did we even yeah, get to the meeting yeah, they, they met, met at, at the, the they met at the cheese shop i know factory. but there's got to be more than that mm, is it, there we just worked together and was there like a lady in the tramp thing where you guys started eating a piece eating of cheese, string cheese. it was actually over <laughs> abby was cutting Abby's this like, yes, massive wheel and and we locked eyes. Aww. Aww. No, I, mean, I don't she, actually think that's what it was. She takes a but. piece off and she like offers it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, then, that's happened. That would be so cute. Then Abby gets fired for giving you cheese <laughs> that she was supposed to be selling. Stop giving away the product. That's when they moved to Utah because they had to. Like. <laughs> so why why did you decide to come back to Utah? Um, we well, just, you come yeah. to Utah well, we got, we come back. We got married in San Francisco in our backyard, and we actu- we actually served raclette at our wedding. Oh, that's nice. cool. Um, it was our first time trying it out, and it was awesome. Did you uh-huh. did you serve it like true raclette with the with the actual heater thing? Yeah, because yeah. I've 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 seen some follow some people on Twitter, and they're big jokesters, but they've done their own like homemade raclette mm-hmm. where they just throw big chunks of cheese on top of a like a yeah. flat top. <laughs> But that is a pretty legit form of raclette because raclette's like meant to be eaten around a dinner table, so that's a that's a pretty convenient tool to melt. So like the, most of the people I know who have done raclette actually do it that. Well, version. you get you get the really good crispy raclette. That's yeah, the best time, by yeah, the way. Yeah. Farmers market when there's no one waiting, yeah. and you guys can crisp it up. That's <laughs> yeah, <amazing>. yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, like we we did raclette. The same using the same machines that we do at the farmers market. The shop that we worked at used that machine for they did raclette on the weekends with cheese that they made, and um, yeah, we we you know they lent it to us and then we used it for our wedding and um, it was like a smash. Like our families loved it and they really bonded um, with each other. I think at that event because of it, and then. You know, we continued living in San Francisco for two more years, but it just got really difficult to make a living out there. And, um, costs a lot more to live in San Francisco. It does, yeah. And so we just kind of prioritized, like, I don't know. We just, we were like, let's go, let's go somewhere where it's a little bit easier to live. And so we chose Salt Lake City because we wanted to be close to Abby's family. And, um, and then we, we moved here in 2016 and we were both like, you know, working jobs and we, we just had a lot of extra time, you know, like when you move to a new place, you're still kind of meeting people and, yeah. 
you're out of your flow. And so we just had a lot of extra time and we tend, we kind of just one, one day Abby had the idea to open up a tent at the farmer's market. Cause we visited and we were like, this place is amazing. And it She's seems like, totally remember attainable. that cheese we had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> remember our wedding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, um, and so she just had that idea and then, um, you know, we just, we just started taking it like one day at a time and, um, and then we got into the farmer's market a couple months later and that really helped us take off. So, and that was this last summer, right? Was this that was, your first? This was our was second, second season actually. So it was the 2017. Oh yeah. Cause French onion soup. Yes. So you started just <laughs> doing stuff at the farmer's market on Saturdays. Yeah. So prior to that, we did a series of pop-ups, um, mostly at Amore Cafe, which is a cafe in Liberty Park that Abby and I actually both, uh, worked at the first, the first, uh, couple months we were in Utah. And then, uh, we also did some private catering. So this really sweet couple hired us to do their wedding. The guy was French. All of his people at the wedding were French. It was really awesome. A lot of um, pressure for your first time. Yeah, it was pretty terrifying, but you know, we did our own wedding and it was Abby, okay. <laughs> she's got this little, yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah, we had to impress Frenchie. We need to was. record Abby. She has the cutest little facial expressions as she's, as she's listening to the story. It's, oh I like watching her react to what you're talking about. It's yeah. cute. Did you use your old job to help you as far as like getting, uh, like who to contact for equipment and stuff like that? Or did you just like, yeah, we can do this. I mean, we own. kind of figured it out on our own. But I think like we, I used like a ton of skills from my previous jobs. Like all my old jobs like are combined into, into this job, which is really cool. Um, and we also actually forgot to mention like a huge part of why we started oh, this yeah. business. Um, sorry, you want to? Yeah. Well, um, so there's this farm called Rock Hill Creamery. They're up in Cache Valley. Um, right before Abby and I started working at that cheese shop right before we met, Abby spent a year apprenticing for them. Oh, wow. And so she used to like milk the cows, make the cheese. Wow. And the, the owners at the time, Pete, Pete Schropp and Jen Hines became like mentors to Abby. And since we've been together, they have been huge influences in my life as well. And we were actually driving up to Rock Hill, um, to visit them when she had the raclette idea. And she was like, Oh, we could use, Rock Hills cheese and we can do it local and, you know, use as many local producers as possible. And, um, and now we, we actually, we've become Rock Hills, what, top three customers mm-hmm. of all time. Yeah. Right. So, so do they get, do you get all your, your Rock cheese through Rock Hill then? No, no, actually we do use, um, we do use European raclette, uh, that we get through both Caputo's and Liberty Heights Fresh. There are producers for our, our uh, distributors for that. Um, but we have also, we didn't just want to stop at the European type of raclette because, you know, supporting local is something that's super, super important to us. And knowing where our stuff comes from and knowing how the animals are treated and all that kind of stuff. That's, that's really important to us. And Abby knows Rock Hill in and out and, you know, love, like we just, we care a lot about this place and we know that there's a lot of love put into the product. So, um, we use their cheese on all of our sandwiches. So sandwiches are kind of an untraditional way of serving raclette. We use as many locally sourced ingredients as possible in those sandwiches. So the bread we usually get from Crumb Brothers. Uh, we sometimes go with Bread Riot. Which is also in Cash Valley. So when you guys, yes, when, yes, Crumb Brothers when you guys Valley. go to the market, do you start by stopping at Bread Riot and go and give, give us our <laughs> shit or at Crumb Brothers? And That's why yeah. he's 
always sold out. <laughs> Actually, so yeah, that's exactly what we do. So we go to, um, mostly we've been using Crumb Brothers. We stop by their booth, pick up our bread. We go to Salsa Del Diablo. We pick up our, um, mm. I mean, I know they're salsas, but we use them as sauces oh on our sandwiches and they are bomb. Their cashew dream is like the best Insane, thing right? in the world. It's so good so for good. bread. And we have both also, you know, we spent a short amount of time working with Daniel at Salsa Del Diablo. We were working for him. We shared a kitchen with him. And, you know, we see Salsa where Dan. he, we, yeah, right. We see where he sources his ingredients. We see, you know, what a, we see his values and like what a good person, what a great family he has. Um, we also get our honey from Hollow Tree Honey, which is another local producer. Top Crops, um, which is a urban farm. Uh, Amanda and Elliot have become good friends uh, of ours. Um who else? Who else do we? Oh, Julie Clifford, Family Farms. We get our eggs from her. Cremonelli. Cremonelli. They do our salami. Oh my God, their meats are so good. <laughs> yeah. They're so good. Such a great local producer of, of salamis and yeah. stuff. They're unbelievable. Yeah. So, um, so I, I think Rock Hill Creamery really is like a foundation of why we exist and why we're doing what we're doing is because we see a lot of really amazing products around us, especially here in Utah. And we just kind of want to bring them together and I don't know, share that. And I think that's why our stuff tastes so good. So yeah, when someone buys stuff from you, it is pretty much all local, right? Mm -hmm. As much as possible. Of course, the cheese, yeah. the raclette, we got to import um, the prosciutto that we use, we import, but yeah, as much as possible, we try and support local. That's really cool. That's really cool. I feel like you being passionate about it, too, also helps in it tasting awesome. <laughs> I think so. You too. can really taste the passion in the cheese. <laughs> I like think so. It's, it's, it's when you scrape the cheese, the passion comes with it. Because you're excited every time. Like I don't think I've passion. ever seen a time that you guys haven't been excited when you've done that. It's a good job. <laughs> we get to stand there and do something really satisfying for a crowd and... That came off yeah, weird, I, but like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it is what it is. Well, right? it's like, like it's so Snapchat oddly satisfying. Sometimes I'll just sit and watch those because I'm like, oh my god, that would be so awesome. And you see them like, like cutting soap things and like all the pellets <laughs> yeah. fall off, and I'm like. That, you know, the cheese thing is satisfying. So you see, like, okay, like mainstream pizza commercials. And one of the things that they do in those commercials is the stretch, the, the pizza yeah, stretch, always. You know, that has a name. It's cheese pull. Cheese pull, yeah. Cheese pull, yeah. yes. So they always, because that's so, like, it, it caught, I'm talking about it, my mouth salivating because it's so cool. And to be able to just, like, do that that scrape of the rucklet, yes. like right on, and then cutting off the crunchy parts. And, mm -hmm. oh my yeah. God. Do you ever like cut the crunchy parts off and save them for yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Abby says yes. Abby's, that was a Abby's, Abby's doing her cute little head shake again. Yeah. <laughs> the customer's like, I don't want any of that burnt cheese. You're like, dumbass. Like, <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Yes, we'll throw this oh, in the yeah. recycle bin. <laughs> also known as another block of cheese. <laughs> so. So you start doing it at the farmer's market and how long, you know, doing that and a few catering events before you guys, cause you have a truck now. So when yes. did, when did the truck come into play? Yeah. Good question. So this past, um, this past summer, uh, Zara and I both became full time at doing rucklet, um, at the farmer's market and other events. And then, um, we kind of started freaking out. Like, what are we going to do in the winter? <laughs> like, we haven't even thought about this. <laughs> And that same day, we found this food truck. Uh, it was it was a, a previous like 
dessert and um, what, soda truck. Why don't you just find a food truck? Well, on KSL. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot. So, What's down their truck there? Was, was it Trina? No, hers was the FedEx truck or the UPS truck or something. So, so to be clear, like 80% of restaurants fail in their first year. I don't think the number is much different for food trucks. So there's probably a lot of used food trucks out there for cheap. Yeah, yeah that's what I hear. Yeah. Chow truck. Not to, I don't, I'm not jinxing you guys, but you do something incredibly unique. Like that's not like even outside of the food truck space, there's not a restaurant that does raclette mm-hmm. in, in Utah. That's, and you, you see pictures of it all across the country, but you, as far as I know, you're the only ones doing it in the state. Yeah, I think there's. I think Deer Valley does it. I think there's also Adolph's, and no but that's one, all in Park City. Like no one likes to go up there. <laughs> you are fancy. <laughs> yeah, and you know, like for for me, I was definitely really intimidated going in. Like I didn't know that I could work at a cheese shop before I actually did it because I was so intimidated by it. And then somebody who had done it before said, "No, you could. You just have to learn. It's it's doable." And so I did. But like. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but sometimes cheese feels really inaccessible. Like if you go into a fancy store, like maybe you don't feel like you're knowledgeable enough to like ask the questions. And like, I really, I don't like that. And so working at the cheese shop, uh, I thought our whole staff did a really good job of making people feel comfortable as they bought cheese and just really bond over like just how damn great it tastes, you know? And that's definitely something we want to do with Reclet is to teach people about, um, cheeses that maybe they haven't heard of before or, you know, try things they haven't done before at a cost that's maybe expensive, but definitely reasonable. You know, um, our average plates are between like a full meal is between nine and $13. And then you can get like appetizers for like $7 and you get a really, you know, you get like a quarter to a third of a pound of like super bomb cheese to go it's with that. So, it's so good. Like I've never, I've never had something from you guys and be like, fuck, I'm still hungry. <laughs> How did you go about choosing your menu items when you built your cute little business? So yeah. when we first um, popped up at the farmer's market, um, Allison... Allison uh, Anderson, Anderson. Uh, had mentioned that we need like a breakfast item. Um just because it's morning and people want breakfast. Mm-hmm. And we were like, what? What are we going to do? That's, so- a, that's a really good suggestion, by the way, because you go there and if you're there at like nine in the morning when things are opening up and you've got these people like for me, I don't give a shit. I'll eat anything any time of day because there's not a set like breakfast time. But you think about it and like, oh, I'm going to go have a pastry fucking <laughs> spicy ass chili dim yeah. sum something or other like that's a little crazy to think about at eight in the morning i do it because i think it's great but yeah there's also yeah. a suggestion from allison and I've, i actually have noticed a lot of the vendors even the pierogi people make like a by the way their least good pierogi is the the egg one so their other pierogies are their least good one yeah <laughs> <laughs> Have you had them, the Polarogi guys? Oh, the, Polo Rican? Polo Rican, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, they're so good. They're so yeah, good. but you guys know that they've moved, right? No. This was they? their last season at the oh. market. Yeah, Jen, she's a sweetheart. We used to share a kitchen with her. We really love her, but yeah, like she's over guys. in Colorado now. That yeah. sucks. Lucky to have Why are they getting all the fucking good people over there? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I thought that's... No, a, you guys can't... Yeah. Anyway. The so, yeah. You can say it. Our listeners understand. <laughs> anyway. We talk about it. They, so like, they it. like to smoke. Anyway. No. So, uh... <laughs> so... Um, so she was telling a story sorry, before you sorry. interrupted her. Our very first farmer's market, we, we came up with this uh, breakfast sandwich. Um, and that's the first time we came up with, like, a, an actual sandwich. 
Like yeah. we weren't planning on it, like yeah. having any sort of sandwich. And then that happened. And then we ended up with the Wasatch. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is it? Like but they're sandos. Kind of? So they're sandwiches. Or, yeah, they're sandos. <laughs> it's not a grilled cheese, Jeremy. They don't grill the outside of the bread with cheese in the middle. You get a piece of bread and they scrape this amazing cheese on top. Unfortunately, I got rid of my awesome little boomerang that I made. Oh, maybe I didn't. It's in the wrong folder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your raclette boomerang? Yeah. That was a good boomerang. Or you could just go on raclette's Instagram. I bet there's pictures of yeah. it and videos yeah. of it. But that that is a good question a lot of people ask, you know, cuz that's that's what you're familiar with is grilled cheese, right? Like that's that's what a cheese truck uh other cheese trucks maybe you've seen do, right? But but yeah, he's right. We don't grill the bread, but we do melt the cheese off the wheel and then scrape it into the sandwich before we close it and cut it in half with all the other ingredients. So good. Oh, it's so good. Make me hungry let me like ask a you, Let me ask you why the pickles? Cuz first off, I hate pickles by the way. Okay. I think they're an affront to humanity. I don't know. I love pickles, so pickles anything, but that's why he's of that end. But you guys you guys serve the little pickles with everything. Why why that decision? Um I mean it puts acid on the plate, you know, it kinda um it, I've noticed pickles are very divisive. You know, there's a lot of people either like love it or hate it, but for the most part, like I think we try and put as much of a variety on that plate as possible, like as many different flavors to pair with the cheese as possible. And I think pickles, yeah, they provide the acid. That vinegary, salty yeah, acid. Yeah, that tart, yeah. yeah, tart flavor that goes really well with it. I mean, I get it, but cucumbers are also really just he a terrible like vegetable. He doesn't like any kind so. of, a, yeah. <laughs> Everything about pickles is just off-putting to me except the salt content. I love okay. I love cucumbers and pickles, so I just eat the pickle. It's fine. It gives me a I mean, bonus I actually, pickle. I actually don't mind pickled vegetables, like on a like a like a banh mi style. Nobody cares about your pickling. Would you prefer dislikes green or olives? Dislikes. Would you prefer green olives? No, uh, they're okay, but they're way too salty for most gotcha. things. That's the problem with olives. They're, they're I think that's valid. I think you're representing a good portion of our customers, so <laughs> yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. But I, I do like that you put them on there. I don't, you know. I just I like it because it, it I just gives me an extra pickle. Well, the best thing is like when two people come up and order something, one person doesn't want their pickles, so they say. Oh, you can put my pickles on his pickles. And, we, and then we just make like a huge joke about putting pickles on pickles. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Pickle on pickle action. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why Sand? I, Sand you like poo-pooed Sando when I said that, but that's like your menu. That's what it's called. That's what you're known for. Where did that come from? That term? Wait, sorry. Sando. Oh, Sando. Yeah. I, I just short for sandwich and... I don't know. I, that's that's how you say sandwich in San Francisco. I think, yeah, I think we got that out in the Bay Area. I, I don't know. I, I will. I, it's I cute. Love, I, yeah. I will say I don't think they're known for sandos. I think they're known for scraping awesome, holding, like molten hot cheese on top of things. Well, yes, but you don't walk up and see their menu and see sandwich. It's a sando. So what what else do you guys serve? Obviously, you do French onion soup. That's kind of the most traditional of raclette dishes, is it not? Mmm. I I don't think so. I think the most traditional would be raclette cheese over potatoes, cured meats, mm. cornichons, unfortunately, and um, maybe bread. Um, really, the, the the raclette over the the cornichon is is yeah, that's very traditional. They also do like pickled pearl onions quite a bit in Switzerland so and France. Probably get behind that. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's good to know because we we always go back and forth if we want to include that in the menu. I think it's they're really delicious. It's just I love pearl onions. Yeah, mm. yeah, but um, 
I was like making a mental note. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? The tradi- like that, other, like other dishes, traditional dishes, other dishes yes. you do, and, and what was what's more traditional? The pickles so. got you sidetracked. Yeah, I know. I love them. She loves them. pickles. Clearly. Pickles. <laughs> she just like, Abby, Abby likes thinking about it. She likes eating the pickles. So. <laughs> she does love pickles. But um, uh, yeah, I don't know. But what would you have to say about traditional? I feel like we kind of yeah. It's, those are kind of the foods you you traditionally eat with it. Um, but. Yeah, the French onion soup, I haven't, I've seen other like raclette joints around, you know, other raclette Instagram accounts that we follow. I've seen other people do it. Um, and it just is like, it's kind of, I don't know, it, it's perfect, I think, in the well, winter. it seems like a no-brainer, right? Yeah, now. yeah, and just the flavor of the onions and the broth and like the way that it amplifies the cheese and vice versa. Abby also makes these insane croutons, and that's actually the bread that we can't use for our sandwiches, like the ends and stuff, we just kind of cut them up, and we have, you know, we're proud to have very little waste as well, but yeah, Abby's croutons are, are so mm, delicious. Croutons are delicious. And they stay crispy in the broth. It's magical. Yes. The trick is to let them get dry and then bake them. Is that what your trick is, Abby? Do you let them get dry? <laughs> She's shaking her head. <laughs> she shook her head first. They're, they're croutons. Don't worry about it. <laughs> croutons are dry, croutons. bread. So if you had one item on the menu that people buy more than anything else, what would you say that is? I think it's it's the wasatch with salami. Um, so that one's our, it's on a baguette. Um, with um, pumpkin and pepper sauce mm. from Salsa del Diablo. And then, yeah, greens, rock hill cheese on that one. And then um, salami, criminally salami. I think that's our, our biggest seller. It's yeah. really good. It's really good. I've had that one a couple times. That one's my favorite. I think I've seen you eat that one the most. So, so how do you guys come up with new things? So, aside from getting told by Allison, you got to add some kind of breakfast crap <laughs> mm-hmm. on there. How do you come up with something new to stick on your menu? Yeah. Um, feedback. You know, like Allison was was giving us some really awesome feedback when we. And I don't know if you guys know this, but to get into the farmers market, if you're a prepared food vendor, you have to go in front of like a panel. It's like yeah. American Idol, but for Salt Lake City entrepreneurs who are doing food. Yeah, we've so interviewed scary. Allison. So. It was yeah. terrifying. We were like, I don't know if Allison could see us sweat, but we were so scared. But yeah. we obviously passed. We did fine. But anyways, people, yeah, people give us a lot of feedback of like, you know, you should do this or that, and and then we also, um, I don't know, we just. Abby is Abby is really more so the chef, I would say, of a clip machine. So, do you want to talk about like the specials that we're going to be doing this year, Ab? Um, yeah, I I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah, you put well, me on the spot. <laughs> well, we're we're going to feature Beltex um, hot dogs, Beltex Ooh. meats. Um, they're hot to- hot dogs. Um, next Sunday at Fisher. Um, which we're pretty what, excited about. What, what time are you guys going to be there? He loves hot dogs. <laughs> uh, we're going to be there from 12 to 9. Is it 9? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the 13th, so this coming Sunday. Um, we decided, because uh, we really love serving at Fisher. We do He's that like, twice a month. He's adding that to his calendar. He loves hot dogs. and <laughs> it's in the like, calendar, it's yes. legit. Yeah. Cool. Oh, I'll be there. You better believe it's in yeah. my calendar. It's like I can't miss the appointment if it's in my um, So we also do some like cheese and wine and cheese and beer classes. Um, oh, that's what Derek was. He was like, yeah. when you, you guys did talked it, to him. Chocolate conspiracy. Like, yes. Yeah. And those yes. are way fun. So on Valentine's Day, we're actually we're going to put together an awesome cheese plate. We're, we're going to be at Fisher that day serving 
Um, so we're going to have like a special cheese board, like a Valentine's cheese lovers. Hey, yeah. There's going to be some um, of our favorite cheeses on the plate. Yeah, sure. And the French dip. Day. And the French yeah, dip. I didn't get to eat. The special that we had this past weekend was the French dip, <laughs> which was a roast beef sandwich and a au jus dipping sauce, which was essentially the broth from our French onion soup. Mm-hmm. We might have it that day. Basically, it. my heart was broken because I went to this, what was it, like a holiday hangover pop-up market. Whatever, at the, you weren't even hungry. I <laughs> wanted to eat it because I was going to the Bhutan restaurant and it was they had this new menu item, French dip, and I couldn't even eat it because I had to save room. I was so sad. I don't feel bad. <laughs> it was one more sandwich they sold to someone else. No, because I knew that the Indian food was going to be a lot of food. So, <laughs> But yeah, basically I just um, try to think of what goes well with cheese and then incorporate that into a sandwich. Or... Does anything not go with cheese? I mean, come on. Um, no. Maybe like, <laughs> what have you tried that you're like, no? <laughs> that should be the question. Hmm. I feel like yeah. Nothing. Anything that failed, anything that was you like. How about no? Oh, Maybe I'm, like a glass of milk wouldn't go with cheese. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah, that's, that's kind of gross. Weird. Sorry, I made it. But nobody. Up. That's okay. <laughs> nobody should drink milk anyway. Like dipping the cheese in the milk. Mm-mm. 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 But I think it's everything not else absorb works. it. It's <laughs> like you just you're just getting it wet. You might as well stick mm. it under the water fa- faucet. Like just <laughs> <laughs> dipping cheese in wet the milk. Wet cheese. Mmm, wet cheese. <laughs> It's like it's like fresh from the f- fresh from the cheese making place where there's still enough whey on it that it's all <laughs> just straight out of the way. You haven't pressed it into a block or let it age yet. You just like right out of okay, the way. Okay, that just sounds gross. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Don't, don't do that anymore. Abby, are you getting uncomfortable? No. Okay. <laughs> no, no, she's, like, she's like, no, no, no. When I was at Rock Hill, they had me try it that way. So it's actually really good. I if you bet. just put salt on it. Oh, but it's way like really fresh and delicious. I see what you did there. I got cheese curds from Beaver. Have you guys had Beaver cheese? Beaver cheese curds? Have you ever beaver? gone? So. Have you we ever should gone? give them oh, some. Oh, Beaver. Beaver, yeah, beaver Utah. Utah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got yeah. some Beaver cheese curds upstairs. I haven't eaten them yet. Yeah, really? Jeremy Jeremy brought them back from us when he went down to St. George. Yeah. Some squeaky cheese. Oh, is that so the good. one you always talk squeaky about cheese. you grew up on? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Have you not had it? Yeah, it's only I like an hour and a half. tried it. Abby introduced me to squeaky cheese when we first started mm. seeing each other, so... I'm familiar with it now, but you know yeah. my favorite though. My favorite so, way to have cheese curds is dipped in batter and deep fat fried. Yeah, at Culver's. It doesn't matter where. <laughs> <laughs> it does not matter where. That is the melty best cheese is just delicious with fried pickles. <laughs> sure, sure. I'll, I'll try it with some pickle chips. Yeah. I'll probably need a couple of those. So I got. I'll tell you about a place in Wyoming. It's in Lander, Wyoming, and they make this thing called a cheese wheel. And what it is is an all beef patty. With two slices of cheese, they dip it in a beer batter and then deep fat fry it. Whoa. There you go. It's really good. It's really good. As Chris would say, that's a fat kid story. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My, I'm No joke, we would go there when I was a kid and we were on high school trips, and I would always feel like shit after eating there, <laughs> but it was so good. That's a lot of cheese to eat. It is, but it's really good. Okay, so... <laughs> Because melt, there's nothing as good as melty cheese. So is this a full-time gig for you guys now? Are you running the food truck every day or most of the days of the week? Yep. 
couple, couple days a week, yeah. Yeah. But it is Do you guys time. park at a, a certain place or do you mm-hmm. like post your schedule? Where do you guys park? Oh, um, well, we, the parks, I mean, the truck stays at our commissary at Square Kitchen. Um, but we, we don't have a set schedule except every Saturday. You can pretty much every Saturday you can find us at the farmer's market at the Rio Grande. Um, you have to actually walk through the building um, all the way to the to the end of the. Yeah, you, and you, you put your order in for coffee at Buzzed and then you walk over to Rocklet and yes. you watch them make your sandwich and then by then somebody at buzz tells you your coffee is ready yep. or you do it yep, in reverse it depending on who's got the longer line it's true <laughs> it's true it's usually buzz yeah their coffee is amazing well i like them. nine in the morning or ten yeah. in the morning and it's freaking freezing outside yeah they're yeah. gonna have a longer line out of the gate yeah definitely but when Trina's there it's always faster though I don't know if she has like magical hands or something but she's like <laughs> I don't it's like she can make a brew faster or something it's the weirdest thing I always can tell Trina must not be in the truck today because the line's always a little bit longer <laughs> what's your favorite place to go with the truck is it the is it the market in front of our house very? so that we can have Rockla every day I mean I don't think you'll get a lot of business over here but <laughs> Maybe. You never know. Um, for me, it's in the... So, uh, at our commissary kitchen, square kitchen, it's um, really big, and we recently parked it inside of the commissary kitchen and had a, the pop-up. So oh, awesome. really? You opened up, like, yeah. the little garage door? Yeah. It's so cool. So, like, in the winter, I don't know, it was perfect. Cause, yeah, like, it was really nice. And, it's, and that's, like, right across the street from... What's that restaurant that's right there? The Deseret Industries. <laughs> Oh, so you're out of Fair Square. Deseret <laughs> Industries is not a restaurant, Jessica. So Maybe not, that's the problem. But that is right across the street. There. You don't want to eat anything you get from the Deseret. <laughs> Probably so not. So the square. The barley. I thought you guys worked out of the commissary that's over by, um, off of 7th? Is yep. it off of 7th? Yeah, yeah, that's us. Okay, so that is the same Eighth. place. Yeah. 8th? It's 8th South and 751 West. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. See, uh, there, that's why I was asking, because I work down Is it Laziz that's right there? Oh, Laziz is really Close. Yeah, yeah, it's like across the street, right? Um, no, it's a little bit. Um, they're so it's off, they're off of West Temple and they're nice. Uh, no, who's on the corner there of, of like Eighth and Seventh or Eighth and Eighth? Oh, it's I can't. I can picture it, but I can't remember the name of it. Anyway, Fisher. I know where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not Fisher, because Fisher's on the other way by yeah. Ruby Snap. Also, by the way, uh, Jen for the cheese hats, just for you know reference. She's just right there. She's too. actually right behind Ruby Snap, like Sweet. on the other oh. side of the block. Cool. That's right by perfect. the pickle building. Yeah, That's so perfect. it's like you know just a block away from you guys. See, all the good places are down there. You could get a Ruby Snap oh. cookie. You could get some chocolate. You could go over to Rocklet. You could get some Rocklet. So she could make stop a stop at Fisher. Get your beer. Like she could make a Rocklet hat for Abby and a pickle hat for for Zara. Oh. Oh, yeah. cute. That would like be that. cute. Or and then you guys make, could feed each other with your like, hats on. Like tall or, hat or like no. no, they're small pickles. It would have to or she could make a pickle hat like that's that's kind of long ways, but it's got raclette cheese like dripping. No, it has to be a fascinator with the little pickle. I don't know, guys. Like this is that. getting a lot of control. <laughs> You're like, nah, I was good with the like. It's half like the taco hat. And what's that? What's that show? Oh crap! Where she's she wears the she she's the artist. And it's with Freddie Prince Jr. in it. She's all that. Yes. yes. You get you, it, the hats would be like that, like her taco hat, but they would be cheese and a pickle. Instead. Okay. Will you grab a get a screen grab? Send it to me. I can talk to my designer. I'm doing it. Okay. We're cool. doing it. Appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's the taco hat. I knew. I I got it. I got this. What uh, what's your what's your goal this year and even longer term for Rocklet for the for the truck for the business? Well. 
Do you That's have a good question. Abby, you're like the cutest person in the world. I totally can see how Zara fell in love with you. You're adorable. You make me smile. Aww. You're so cute. She's like bright red now, too. She's so cute. She's just been smiling and happy. And I just, I, I envy people that are just smiling and happy because I'm Aww. kind of a sourpuss. So, Aww. like, I love it when people are smiling and happy. Like, Shireen, like, she's such a positive person. So when I have positive people around me, it makes me feel better. So yeah, she has to live with me, so it's really difficult. Yeah, he's not very positive. Anyway, so I love it. I'm not making fun in any way. I absolutely think Aww. you're adorable. Thank you. Anyway, so plans for the future? Um, That's a good question because we just got the truck up and running, and that was kind of our big goal. And so we've, we've really been trying to think about how we want to grow next and um, we're not sure. Like we, we definitely want to, um, get pretty established with the truck. We, we love the farmer's market. So we want to do that again, um, this summer, do a bunch of festivals and I think maybe just start building up a good team, uh, who can support us. I think that's my goal. And then see how we can grow from there. I mean, if you guys want to station your truck in the south side of the valley at some point, like there's that new that hub. new hub yeah. out there. Like yeah, you, yeah. if you could get some time there and let me know, it's by my yeah. office. By Definitely. Office. By Justin. So, okay. We're, we're on the list. Just up the street right there. So yeah. We, well, and then Peterson's Farm, they do their Friday food truck. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, actually, Peterson's Farm would be a great gig for you guys because of the, the local farms. He's awesome, awesome, too. Yeah. Farmer Luke is so awesome. He's been on our show. get you in contact with him. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. We would love he's to. been on our show, and he is such a knowledgeable man. Like, he's so freaking smart. Well, and his, cool. his whole thing with the farm is, like, getting people to understand where their food comes from and being able to show people that experience of the farm. You know, he, yeah, he does like classes for kids and stuff in the summer. Cool. It's, cool. Yeah, he's awesome. He charges parents that. to give them slave labor. It's yep. great. <laughs> he gets paid for his workers instead of paying his workers. <laughs> Smart man. <laughs> well, um, how do how do people find you guys? Where do they where do they go to to see you or to to get your stuff other than the yeah. farmers market? Yeah, good question. Um, you can always check our website. It's www.raclette-machine.com, and I'll spell that in case you don't know how raclette's spelled. It's www.raclette-machine, M-A-C-H-I-N-E.com. C-O-M. That's how you spell it. C-O-M, yes. Thank you. Thank you. And then and we always... People know how to com, Dorcas. We always try and keep our schedule posted it on there and then um, follow us on Facebook or Instagram we tend to post uh, quite a bit um, yeah where we'll be I'd follow them on Instagram because um, then you'll just your mouth will start watering and you're like oh they're over there I'm going to drive <laughs> half an hour because I just saw a video of them scraping cheese <laughs> So good. good. It works then. So That's good. Good. Okay so we got we have a couple before we ask our main question we just Jessica, have to, Jessica yeah. has a question. We have a listener that just wants to know how oh. did you both get so awesome? I thought, I thought that question has been answered over the last. You I know. do too. I have to ask it for the <laughs> listener though, like specifically. That's that is so sweet. But I think it's true. Like they've been answering Aww. it the whole night. They're they're fun. Thank you guys, and thank you to okay. that listener. Um, I want to hear your answer now. <laughs> they're just staring at each other. They're just thinking of all the ways they find each other awesome, and they're like, that's inappropriate for this. 
<laughs> I think I think when we lived in San Francisco, we were exposed to a lot of um, just like people doing their thing and and like unapologetically doing their thing and like um, I think you know we're both queer. We were we were attracted to what? San Francisco. <laughs> oh yeah. Did you? Oh wait. Did, you did we forget to notice that they're both <laughs> girls? Oh wait. <laughs> um, I think in San Francisco, I think it's where we learned to be ourselves. Ourselves, <laughs> yeah, and like uh-huh. be like, you know, try and be as authentic and truthful and um, joyful as possible. I think we had some really incredible mentors out there. Um, who just always taught us to, I don't know, try and live with joy and authenticity. And, um, I feel like we love that about each other and we love bringing that into the business and we love, um, our staff and our community and our customers and everybody. And I think it's like, you can just like, it's so easy to get juiced about cheese, right? Like, yeah, I just really get so hard. stoked. I don't understand people that don't like cheese. I yeah, I know. So, I told you I'm going to disown my daughter. No, oh, no, I it's don't. okay. She'll come around. She'll, she'll, I, I don't think she so. loves her favorite <laughs> Italian dish is manicotti. It's so true, but she won't just eat cheese. Maybe T- send her to me. Only the terrorists hate cheese. Yeah. She, maybe she's a terrorist. She might be. She's on the north. No, the she's way. She's way too liberal <laughs> to be a terrorist. <laughs> liberal terrorism is still a thing. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. We're talking about white terrorists, right? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, she's kind of white. <laughs> she's almost translucent. Maybe that's the problem. Unless she goes out in the sun. And then she's brown. Then she's and then she very, turns very into brown. A very, very brown Mexican girl. Yes, she does. She does. Spanish, Mexican, Native American. Indian. I don't know. About your dog. About my your dog? dog like cheese? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, he does. He likes cheese and carrots. He loves oh, carrots. Cute. It's yeah. his favorite trait. He'll take a carrot over anything, just about. Yeah. My Aww. dogs love cheese too. Yeah. yeah, we know. They like the rind, the cheese rind. <gasps> we have a wiener dog too. Oh. He has a, so he has a wiener dog, and then he has a chewini, and we watch him every <gasps> so once. So do we. <gasps> Oh we God. watch him every once in a while. So Chris's favorite thing is to yell out the back door, "Wieners, come in, Wieners!" I think you guys just became best friends. I'm not so sure. That was a very sweet brother. His moment. dog's name is Baron von Ebo and Rocky. And Rocky. And my girls call him. What did I? I Eves Rock- and Rockefeller. And Rockefeller. Rockefeller. Yeah, Aww. I like that. I like that. They're super really, cuddly. Ebo's a difficult name to say. It just doesn't fit. I, He's so funny. He his there's his dog, so we'll open the door, and of course Chopper comes in fastest because he's the tallest, and then Rocky comes in next because he's the youngest, and then Ebo's like, <laughs> run, 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 stop, <laughs> run, 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 because he's the oldest, and his legs are only like this tall. We love cute. dogs. That's probably our next favorite thing after cheese is our dogs. Awesome, I love them. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, one last question. Unless you got another Did you have another one? Okay, we got the listener question in. Listener questions are important. We don't get them very often. That's true. They don't question us. Sometimes sometimes Peter asks questions, but he's been too busy to listen to us. I wonder what he thinks about cheese. Because he loves it. They don't really have a lot of good choices there in Ireland. Scottish yeah. cheese isn't a thing that you there's hear. He's about. an Irishman. Good Irish, Irish cheese. Oh yeah, there's a really good Irish cheese. Yeah, I love Peter, Irish cheese. Peter, yeah. chime in about you Irish have cheese. A cheese that, that offsets the haggis. Well, the, the thing is, most of the cheese in Ireland has beer in it, so I just. That's <laughs> <laughs> Beer cheese. Right? She knows. Okay. 
<laughs> so you guys are in Utah by choice. You you've come back here. You and Abby and Abby started here. So you, you came here on purpose, and, yeah. and you're still here. So we always ask all our, our guests this because this is a show after all about Utah. Um, what's one thing that you would tell someone that uh, is visiting the state that they needed to do before they left? Mm. Other than my phone text. Oh. Yeah, your your Other phone than is your like, cheese. Yeah. That's a good question. Abby got me to move here by taking me to the library, our our library in Salt Lake City. I the think city, the new city library. So majestic and inspiring, and I, I, for real, that was the moment when I'm like, yeah, okay, I could try this, you know. And and then a month later, we moved over here. Um, what do you think, Ab? I I I would say go to the farmers market. On Saturday, that's a good answer. It is a good answer because there's a whole there bunch of stuff. There is no right or wrong answer, especially no, in the way. summer. Oh, sorry, especially in the summer, it's like huge. It yeah. is really yeah. big. Well, and we've we've talked about it because we've we've had Allison on, and but Salt Lake's actually got one of the best farmers markets in the country. Yep. Like highly rated across the across the country, yeah. we're becoming more hipster than Portland. So, mm-hmm. well, Jessica's the one that got us going in, so now we go fairly regularly. We drug him to one of the summer markets. It's awesome. And then I drug his wife to a winter market the other day. So I I think it's a great place to mm-hmm. to take people because it really shows. You were talking about. Um, not being apologetic for what you are, who you are, how you want to live. And it's people like you guys that aren't apologetic that are starting to make Utah such a better place to live. The downside is it used to not be like that. The downside of that is at the farmer's market, there are dumbasses that do rude ass shit and don't apologize for it. So, but that's yeah, a pretty slim margin. Yeah. You like know? the ones that bring their dickhead dogs that oh, are dicks. That fight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or people yeah. whose dog is a dick, you should leave them home. Or people who stand in that doorway that goes up the stairs. In the people, winter if you are listening, please walk all the way through the doorway before you decide to chat with your friend. Or check and if your text messages. Or if you have something that you are carrying, do not stop and set it in the doorway while everybody's waiting on either side of you because people at the farmer's market are too polite to say, get your shit out of the way. <laughs> you don't have to deal with any of that. They're in a truck. Because they're outside. <laughs> they have the big space. It really is true. It is, it is so freaking annoying. Every time we go to the winter market, there's always someone. When we're going to it go up the stairs. in the doorway. And it's, and it's not a normal doorway because the building's old as shit. It's like a half doorway because <laughs> that's how doors were built then when we were less fat. <laughs> well thank you guys so much for joining us and and telling us thank you guys for having us we really appreciate it this is our first podcast by the way podcast virgins well um Good luck having any other podcast live up to how much fun you have here. So. <laughs> Look, we are the best of um, best so. podcast. Best, best of podcasts. Yes. That's what I meant to say. Uh, from, from City, City Week and everything, yeah. huh? Yeah. That's this year. cool. This yep. year, so. Congrats. That's awesome. Yep. So I think that's going to do it. Thanks, uh, thanks to our guests. Um, Those girls were so fun. They were, they were fantastic. Um, I, I'm really, really glad we got them on. So Abby and, and Zara, uh, just, just fantastic people. Rocklet Machine Cheese Truck. Uh, if you, if you haven't had their stuff, you're really missing out. It's worth a trip to the farmers market just to have something from them. And even on a cold, like on a cold day at like 11 o'clock, you get to the farmers market. It's all 
fucking wintry cold and and shitty outside and uh you go get something from their truck and you're just like oh my god this made it worth it yeah they're rich it's really that good it's really that good um you know Otherwise, if uh, if you like what you hear, please share the episode. That's probably the thing that helps us the most. Um, we're doing a lot more on the Twitters, um, specifically because I know I am. I think Jeremy is. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Jess does stuff uh, on there. But uh, we're trying to make a more concerted effort. So if you have stuff that you want to share, just tag us in and we'll, we'll be happy to retweet it for you. Um, you know, unless you're a racist piece of shit, in which case we won't. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're, we're happy to share stuff. If you want to come on the show, uh, reach out to us. Facebook's usually the easiest place to start there. Um, our website's good, too. Our website's good as well. So thenewutah.com. Uh, Twitter and Instagram's at TNU Podcast. Uh, and then just the New Utah Podcast on Facebook, of course. Um, if you search the New Utah Podcast, podcast on google you'll find us as well there's no other new utah podcast uh so with just old utah podcast that you don't want to listen to with that i bid you adieu um and i just want to leave you with this last thought cheese covered pickles on pickles